Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is Love What I Love, a podcast where we beg our partner to love something we do, whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Andy. And Masha. And this week, we're talking about flight. Flight is a 2012 drama written by John Gattins, directed by Robert Zemeckis, and starring Denzel Washington, Kerry Riley, Don Cheadle, Bruce Greenwood, and of course, John Goodman. Mm. Denzel plays Captain Whit Whitaker, an alcoholic airline pilot who, despite being inebriated, miraculously crash lands his plane after a mechanical failure, saving nearly everyone on board. Mm-hmm. And the aftermath that ensues is quite dramatic. First of all, I've been trying to avoid you getting me to watch this movie for years. Why is that? Because tell, tell the people your feelings on Denzel Washington. Uh, all right, listen. There is no doubt that Denzel Washington is probably one of the most talented actors of all time. Uh oh, the right it turn's is, coming. <laughs> it is very possible to be too good at something, and Denzel is one of those people. He is just too good. He makes everything too real, and I can't handle it. I can't watch Denzel movies. As far as I've known you, I've never seen you watch a Denzel. This is the first time I've seen you watch a Denzel movie. <laughs> Every time in school, they'd force us to watch like Glory. Oh, or Glory, big time. Remember the Titans. Like I'm like, yeah. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> oh, I grew up on, on those movies. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know why every grade they're like, oh, we got to kill time. Denzel movie. Yeah, you got to. Denzel. <laughs> I watched... We watched a bad one in, in forensics. In, uh, in forensics? It, yeah, I took forensics my senior year of high school, and we watched The Bone Collector. It's not great, <laughs> but Denzel was better than everyone else in that movie. Oh, of course. But it was like a murder thriller, and wow. it, somebody was like a bone scientist. Was he the collector? I don't remember. No. That was high school. I, I just remember <laughs> watching and be like, because we also watched like Seven, and that was awesome for our serial, when we were doing serial killers for yeah. forensics. But uh, I remember watching The Bone Collector, and even, even at 18, I was like, this doesn't seem educational. <laughs> this seems kind of like a movie. It <laughs> seems like a time killer <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't the end of the year by any means. It was, <laughs> it was right in the middle of the semester. Uh, but anyway, that is yeah. hilarious. So, I, yeah, I feel like you've missed out on all the classic Denzel of the world. I mean, probably. I mean, I will support it. I'll buy a ticket if they I'll need me. support it. I don't to. think he needs you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he enough doesn't. people like Denzel. But, like, I'll watch the trailer and be like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough for so, me so you don't have like a denzel movie that you're like all right there's one though that that i've seen that like that is i love it i really can't say that i have one yeah. the only one that i can watch but i'll still cry is the preacher's wife never seen that i think it might be on the cast it's oh, with whitney dip. houston and freaking angela bassett's husband courtney vance courtney b vance oh yeah all right i know that guy uh he's in lovecraft country according to google oh dip okay Oh my God, face blindness! I got face blindness. All right, so we're gonna bring on the cast. We'll talk about it then. This will be great. Right. Well, but anyway, yeah, I yeah. think that might be the only Denzel movie that I can tolerate. Damn, that's crazy. Because it's too real. Like it's a compliment. It's a backhanded comment. Yeah, he's great. But like, I can't. Anyway, so, we'll so, get so, into so it. So you're not watching Malcolm X anytime soon? No way. <laughs> you ever see Training Day? No. Oh man, not going to. That one's Unless good. you force me to on the cast. I don't even know. I, th- I saw that one, <laughs> I saw that one too young, and even for me, it like fucked me up, man. Damn. I was like, tw- I think I was 12 when that movie came out, and I saw it like on DVD that year. And I remember just it just scared the fucking shit out of me. So, like, let me just put it this way: it brings us to a bad place. 
the fact that Denzel can make us feel those feelings yeah. in the, all these movies that he's been in. So where does he have to go oh, to get to know. those places? I don't even know. I'm just worried for the man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's so like, I think he's got it. Like, I, I think know. he's got it covered. But like something, he seems to be doing you it. have to get somewhere in your head to like bring those. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. I was like Denzel, oh, Denzel never, Corner. Never seen Fences, ever. I do want to see that. I haven't seen it. I'm pretty oh, bummed I haven't Jesus seen that Christ. yet. Are you just filmography them right now? Yeah. <laughs> what about like like something fun, like The Equalizer? Has he? That's not fun. It's it's like John Wick. It's like it's like an action Yeah, movie. he's miserable the whole movie. I know, but like it's fun in the sense where he's like kicking ass. Yo, they need to put him in a comedy. I think The Preacher's Wife is the closest to a comedy that I know him in. I think he might have done a silly comedy like in the 80s before he got big, before him and Spike Lee blew up together. Nah. I don't, don't quote me on that, but I want to say <laughs> that happened. All right. I mean, is it Carbon Copy? This looks like a com- comedy. Maybe. From the 80s. I think that might be what I'm thinking of. What about He Got Game? Is that fun? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's great, but it's not fun at all. <laughs> is this is that it's, where the quote, it's, it's uh, about, White Man Can't Jump comes from? Or is that a no, whole other movie? That's from the movie called White Man Can't <laughs> Jump. <laughs> no, He Got Game. Ray Allen plays a basketball. Like, not a professional basketball player, but like a, a dude is into basketball. And then Denzel's like his piece of shit father who like abandoned him oh, in jail. Oh, no. And so he's like the asshole the editor comes out of jail and like talks to his son. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, I can't I can't do it. It's great. But anyway. Ooh, uh, I think you would enjoy Inside Man. Oh. With Jodie Foster? Yeah, Spike Lee directed and it's not it's not, not heavy, but it's a bank heist movie and it's like mostly kind of about the heist. It's not like there's not there's not a lot of existential dread coming out of Denzel. Like he's <laughs> he's just like real focused on stopping these bad yeah. guys. You know All what right. I mean? I mean, even seeing the man smile as himself, I'm like, man, I'm sad. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but I mean, like, he seems to be doing great. He's got this dope son who seems to be doing great. <laughs> he's got this dope know. son. <laughs> I got of all the celebrities, when I look at Denzel, I don't get worried. I'm just like, he seems like you know. You look at you look at it like a Jim Carrey. You're like, oh, I see the sadness. Like I don't know, I don't know where you are, man, but I hope you're okay. I don't know. I maybe it's like my black senses. Maybe. I'm like, there's there's some sadness there. Damn, I want to give him a hug. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he'd enjoy it, but I don't think <laughs> he wouldn't enjoy a hug from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I took us way off. I love track. it. Not Denzel's the star of this movie. I said starring and aimed like six people, but it's really starring one person. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone absolutely. else is is there for the ride although i do have to mention one of the characters i don't know if you listed her as a main one but the woman who plays margaret no i didn't oh I well didn't i got really excited she's one of the flight attendants that you'll go into but yeah. i know her from law and order uh, i was law wondering because I, I, I saw you go like "Ooh," and write something down so yeah. i figured you knew her from something but anyway, um, I'll let you take it out. But yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Let me let me try to get through this with some more <laughs> derailments from my. Yeah, co-host. I could talk about Denzel and oh. how miserable. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What? I love a Denzel. <laughs> you tell me Denzel's in the. You tell me Denzel's sons in the movie. I'm like close enough. That's great. Crap, let's do it. I, I watched all seasons of Ballers just because of the seed of Denzel <laughs> and The Rock. I mean, that didn't hurt. Yeah. And Rob Corddry. Not a bad show. Okay. <laughs> not, not great, but not bad. <laughs> Fucking flight. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. So yeah, um, this movie had a budget of thirty-one million dollars. It grossed only. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'll get into that. And it grossed one hundred sixty-one point eight million. Whoa. It was a uh, financial hit, critical hit. Critics loved it. 
I'm not across the board. Obviously, there's always going to be people who don't like something. But for the most part, it was like, you know, some people just were like, ah, it's, it's, you know, a little hokey, happy Hollywood ending type stuff. But Is it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Most critics liked it. Some audiences weren't that crazy about it because they went into it expecting a plane crash film. And right. they kind of wrap all that <laughs> up within 20 minutes and then you kind of get a different movie. Got him. Um, but I love that. The movie was nominated for two Oscars. Denzel got nominated for Best Actor and John Gattins, the writer, got nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Wow. Uh, neither one, but still pretty sweet. Denzel hadn't been nominated for 10 years at that point. Not what? Since, not since Training Day. So uh, it had been, you know, a nice little boost for him. <laughs> I don't I don't watch any of his movies, but I'm like, every movie he does, he should be getting nominated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I said, this was directed by Robert Zemeckis. So I'm curious. Uh... <laughs> That's a funny name. All right, never mind. I was going to say, I was going to say, what's your history with Robert Zemeckis? But the fact that you giggled at his name <laughs> proves you have no idea who he is. It reminds me of Sudeikis. Oh, uh, yeah. Jesus Sudeikis. <laughs> and that's all I know. Okay. But I saw from the trailer that we just watched, he also directed Forrest Gump, yep. a movie that I'll never watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what was the other one? Castaway. Castaway. Yeah. Oh, so he's a Tommy boy. <laughs> yes, he's he's he is a Tommy boy, as the industry is known <laughs> to call him. gonna break up. With me <laughs> <in this laughs> he's, episode. A, he's a Tommy boy. Oh, that was pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> So yeah, I gotta I gotta do a little. We just did a Denzel corner, and now we're going to Mecca's corner. <laughs> okay, because cool. it's the first. You know, you know me. Every time we do a director for the first time, I gotta I gotta talk about the director yeah. a little bit. So Zemeckis, he's I think inarguably one of the Hollywood greats. Ooh. This dude has pushed the envelope in film many times and has been successful many times. He has had at this point a good amount of movies that most people consider not good. So his his reputation's a little not not as strong these days as it used to be. What are the not good ones? Um, I mean, most recently was that the witches movie that was on HBO Max. Oh, that looked yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, I haven't seen any of these movies that, that people say are bad. So I'm not gonna sit here and say they're all like shitty. But I'm just they didn't look that appealing to me, and I never sought them out. Okay. But let me let me go way back. Some of his big big movies that like cemented him in the '80s. All three Back to the Future movies. Whoa. Right out of Robert Zemeckis. Fucking alone there, you're you're, wow. you're a king. All right, this guy's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, my personal favorite of his and future episode of this podcast, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, masterpiece. Cool. Forrest Gump, we talked about. Castaway. Forrest Gump's interesting. Obviously, I do like it. I grew up loving it, but like there are many criticisms you can have for Forrest Gump, and I understand it. And it's like it's a little cheesy. But hmm. I do enjoy it. But regardless, Castaway, fucking great. So yeah, like with, with that filmography there alone, uh, and he did uh, Romancing the Stone. I've never seen it, but people seem to enjoy it. Okay, so he started off super strong, and then it's yeah, so it kind of so, sounds like he's just sort of trailed off a little bit. Not necessarily even trailed off. So what I've noticed about him, and this is me kind of making my assumptions. I don't, I haven't read a book about him. I haven't read a lot of interviews, but he's always pushed the technological envelope real hard hmm. in all his movies like this dude loves special effects and in like a good way and in a sense where like he's always trying to challenge himself to make something that is sort of groundbreaking mm -hmm. and like i said he doesn't always nail it but when he nails it he nails it so if we're going back to the ones i just listed like who framed roger rabbit it's not the first time we've put cartoons and real people in the same movie but it was usually like a sequence in a movie like it would be like okay at this point we're gonna do a little crossbreeding or it was done and it just never looked like that seamless. When I eventually show you that movie, I'm telling you, it's I've <laughs> never seen. We've had a thousand CGI characters interact with people at this point. I still don't think things look as good as Roger Rabbit. Damn. Like that movie has fucking nailed it. 
So that's like, you know, the gimmick on that. Back to the Future, it's obviously all the time travel, the flying cars. Like, you know, there's just tons tons of special effects oh. in those movies that were not really seen. That Like, they look really good for the 80s as opposed to some other stuff. So he's mm-hmm. pushing the envelope there. And, you know, in Forrest Gump, he took old archival footage and figured out a way to insert Tom Hanks into that footage. Like, That's we had never cool. saw some shit like that before. Nowadays, you could probably do that. Like, on you know, like, if I right. gave you some footage. So he's the technology guy. And then, so after Castaway, he went real hard into realistic motion capture films. So have you ever seen those animated movies that are motion capture? Where they basically film people, but then they animate over it? Yes. There have been, like, a couple, like a handful lately. Um, yeah wasn't um i don't want it's not akita alita oh alita battle angel yeah was that wasn't how they, that i haven't seen it was that I'm how they did that i'm pretty sure that's how they did that that's pretty all right, well cool. for the main character not people, for everybody you know people like go to bat for that movie it didn't make money but every time i hear someone talk about it they're like yo i wanted surprising. to see it too yeah we it should watch good. it yeah. Yeah, yeah so he went hard on it like he literally built an entire studio like with, within disney of it within you, disney yeah so you might remember some of them like the first one they did was the polar express with tom hanks ah uh, yeah uh where everyone kind of like looked where he looked like tom hanks you yeah know? then they went and did beowulf in like 2007 they did a Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey where he played Scrooge. This guy's busy. Yeah, yeah. So th- this was all going on and like this was his thing. Like he loved this technology and like what this was doing for stuff. The general audiences tended to not agree. <laughs> Again, I've never seen any of these movies. I don't really I never want... did either. I don't know what it just looks like it's just weird. Like they call it like the uncanny valley effect. It's like when like cartoons and stuff look too real, we we like disassociate from them. Because uh-huh. like, they look like us, but they're like dead in the eyes. <laughs> So, like, there's nobody there. So, it, it's just, like, creepy. Maybe he should make a horror movie out of these. Oh, yeah, yeah, he should. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. So, I don't know. So, when I see, like, Tom Hanks in the Christmas, I'm just, like, Polar Express. I don't know. I just, I never wanted to see it. So, I've never seen him. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. It just seems like you're already bringing on like a high profile actor, which is expensive. And then you're adding an additional expense on top of that. Exactly. So that's that's what Disney thought, too, because (laughs) each of these movies made less money than the previous. Oh, no. And it's not like even Christmas Carol. I don't think it lost money, but it was like so close where they were just like, dude, like it costs you $200 million to make these. And then like we, you know, we made $205 million, but. That's nothing, you know, comparatively. So, like, why not, you know, cut that? Every episode, I'm reminded how I could never be responsible for that kind of money. That kind of decision? Yeah, but but no, but, like, being responsible for executing something that expensive. I know. And then, yeah, and, like... (laughs) Just, I'm sweating just thinking about, like, a thousand dollars. And then you do it, and then, like, do it again, you know? (laughs) Exactly. So, after Christmas Carol, he was actually working on an animated remake, or motion capture remake of... Yellow Submarine, the Beatles animated movie from, I guess, the 70s? Maybe the 60s? I don't mm-hmm. remember. I can't tell you. Okay. It's an animated <laughs> Beatles movie. His studio was going to make it, and then Disney eventually pulled the plug Ooh. once they, kind of what we just talked about. They looked at the money. They were like, I don't know about this. This even looks like it's going to be harder to market. Ah, you're done. So they, oh, they, no. they canceled his whole studio and kind of were just like, enough, we're done with this uh, motion capture stuff. So that is what kind of made him turn to going back to make a live action movie like he had to make live action since tom hanks and castaway oh wow! and that was 2000 so it'd been 12 years of not shooting like physical movies you know what i mean denzel was actually the one his agent found this script and optioned it 
and uh, Denzel's agent. Yeah, so okay. like Denzel's agent found it, showed it to Denzel, and he's like, "I want to make this movie." And John Gattins, who's the writer, he's he's been writing for a little while. Um, I think he had written like five, six movies up up before he made before this got made. So what I didn't know was he had actually had the screenplay written for almost ten years, or he had been w- workshopping it for over 10 years and it's based on based on a lot of things and I'll, I'll get into it as we I was go going that's one of my questions so but um it is actually loosely based on or at least the the crash was based on a crash that happened in the year 2000 that it was it was the same cause like a broken jack screw and all that you know nobody survived that one but it was still kind of like the pilots did some miraculous shit and like tried everything they could mm. and i have a little information on it we'll get into it but i realize i'm getting a little long in the tooth here with my side corners of zemeckis and, and <laughs> sedeckis and denzel um <laughs> zemeckis. so real quick before i keep talking everyone's ears off masha you know 2012 wasn't that long ago uh <laughs> what do you know or remember or have any ideas what this movie is i mean they must have marketed this movie hard because that imagery like of denzel and that captain hat yeah that's so familiar to me yeah so, that's like the main poster yeah. yeah so i've seen this before but you know me like i just mentioned <laughs> in the, when i monopolized the first 15 minutes of this podcast yeah. once i saw denzel i'm out so I don't really know anything about it. No. <laughs> I just knew that I was going to try my best to avoid it for my whole life. But like with the name like Flight, did you think it was going to be like about a pilot or like about a crash? Like did you even like have any ideas? Oh like... yeah, I thought it was going to be a plane movie. Okay, but you didn't necessarily know it was about a plane crash. No, but I mean it wasn't outside of the realm of what I'd expect. Yeah, but like up in the air is a plane movie yeah. and there's no crash in it's that. Like, like it's not, you could have a movie about someone who travels a lot. it's going to get crashed, it's going to get hijacked, like that's what oh, I was okay. thinking. You know, because it could be like a down-to-earth movie about a pilot who just like is on the move a lot, you know? So oh, like it, no. You know, and like never gets With to... With Denzel, I knew it was going to be like somebody's dying, you know? Like <laughs> something sad's going to happen. Cool. That's all I knew. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. What about you, Andy? How'd you, how'd you come across Flight in 2012? Uh, you were in like... You just graduated high school at this point, right? No, it's almost graduated. I mean, college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I should have been. I, I did the old uh, graduate in the winter with that extra extra semester tacked on on the end there. <laughs> make, make, up, make up some missed days. Oh, really? <laughs> Were you partying too hard? No, it was my freshman year. One of my like, intro to film classes, I, I, I did skip that one a decent amount. And then I ended up getting... I think I got a C minus in it. Oh my god! And then I found out my senior year when I was about to graduate that if there's anything pertaining to your major, you have to get a C or higher, or it doesn't count. Whoa! So even though like other classes, F is what doesn't get you the credits, but if it's for your major, it had to be C or above. And then so I was like, fuck! So I had to <laughs> I had to retake that one class over the summer or winter semester, and like it was just so funny because it was like all these like. 18 year olds like it was like a one-on-one class like it was so easy <laughs> and you know i was just like this is crazy <laughs> so yeah i graduated Freshman year. yeah so i technically graduated in, in 2013 but yeah, right 2012 should have been when whoa so yeah but yeah i was just like 22 just still, still living at home um but this one i think is pretty straightforward i remember just seeing trailers being like fuck i love denzel love zemeckis love all this i was actually mistaken for many years pretty much up until like this i was doing this research that I thought that this movie was inspired by Sully, Sully Sullenberger. Oh. Doo-doo, who yeah. landed the plane in the Hudson River. 
Wait, did that happen? That happened in 09. Oh, okay. And okay. this is 2012. Wow, I'm losing so track of the years. <laughs> so, 09 to 12, it's very feasible that someone could have ri- right. written and produced a movie in those three years. So, I remember thinking that someone had the idea of, oh, that story's really cool. You can't really make a movie out of it because nothing really happens other than he saves the day. Right. But, like, what if he was drunk? That would be crazy. So that was what I thought all these years. And then I looked it up and then literally the writer has like gone on record saying like, yo, I literally started writing this in 2000 based on that <laughs> other crash. It has nothing to do with Sully. Right. You know, like I'm not, this has nothing to do with that. And from the studio standpoint, they had a lot of roadblocks of like why they didn't want to make this movie. But the final push that got them there was the head of Paramount actually said like he couldn't believe how much we're talking about the Sully story. And that he realized that like people like a pilot story, you know, like he was just like, all right, I actually think this will be a good time to to make this movie that has been sitting on the shelf for so long. All the things we see in the in the hands of one person. Like... I know, like he's just like, ah, Sully's hot. <laughs> and you saw this in theaters? Yeah, saw it in theaters. Loved it right away. This is a good theater movie, yeah. like in terms of visuals. Oh my god, getting to experience the first twenty minutes in theaters with people for like the oh, first time. Surround sound. Oh my god, it was crazy. Nobody was nobody was calm. <laughs> um, it was, it was it was like watch it's like seeing a good horror movie with with a good crowd. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I I wanted you know I loved Zenzel already loved Robert Zemeckis like at this point I was well into my like knowing who that guy was. Right. So I was just like oh my god I haven't seen the Zemeckis movie in, in since literally and I saw Castaway in theaters too when I was ten years old. So I'm like man I haven't seen Zemeckis since <laughs> I was ten years old. Let's go do this. It's so funny because for some reason like I knew a flight but I didn't really know until you said it just now what year it came out. Yeah. The movie opened and you know Denzel opens answering his iphone that i was like oh it's pretty yeah, recent yeah <laughs> yeah it is funny that i thought that too and i was like man iphone design has gone like like very it's been changed but not a lot yeah, so now but like any, you could tell anything post like 2009 <laughs> it kind of doesn't it doesn't get frozen in time the way other cell phones stuff does right i remember seeing it a couple times not in theaters but like once it came out like showing it to people being like Yo, you haven't seen flight guys watch flight everybody gotta see flight classic and andy showing flight around and then in other classic me didn't watch it again for 10 years like you know what was that yeah it's nine years ago it came out so yeah i must have seen it at least three times in that year mm-hmm. and then i haven't even thought about it or really anything like i haven't watched it since thought about it I know I keep, like, I like to, I say I like to get inspired by your movies. Right. And it's a very loose inspiration, but once I found out that, like, the root of Funny Girl was this dude's, like, gambling addiction, and I was like, oh, what's a, what's a good, what's some addiction movies I enjoy? Oh, my God. And then Flight, like, popped in my head. I was like, yeah, that was a good one. And then, so I kind of rolled the dice a little because I hadn't seen it in nine <laughs> years. So I was like, I was like, oh, I hope it's not a really good opening and then the rest of the movie is kind of dumb. You know, like, yeah. sometimes that happens. Right. Where, like, what if I was just riding off the high of the... <laughs> 20 minutes man i gotta be careful with my movie selection why how they could be oddly connected to a movie i don't want to watch <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i barely got by child's play being the movie after the good son oh, like i you're barely lucky. got by you're lucky <laughs> you're lucky i went night of the hunter i took it easy on you yeah damn i should have <laughs> connect something else to child's play come on <laughs> oh can we do killer doll month we do four episodes of Killer Dolls. I don't know any Killer Doll movies. Yeah, I got it covered. Oh, come on. <laughs> we could do The Living Doll. We could do Child's Play. <laughs> we could do Dead Silence. Indian in the Cupboard. <laughs> it's not even a doll. Oh, my God. And like I mentioned earlier, it was Denzel's like agent who got a hold of the script, showed it to Denzel. He wanted to get it made. John Gettens was also a director at the time, but he directed like one or two small things. And... 
Denzel basically was like, if we're going to get this made, like we got to get, we got to get a name on this, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, Zemeckis showed interest and they were like, all right, boom. But studios pretty much still were saying no. Like I said, Zemeckis, you know, his name wasn't really selling as well as it used to, you know, 2012, we were, we were in the kind of superhero love. So it was still like, it was the start of how it is now where it's really hard to get a big budget just for a drama. Like, at the end of the day, this is a movie about a guy who drinks too much. Like, right. it's, not, it's not it's not that hot of a movie. You can't really sell that. Like They didn't see this as, like, a possible Oscar, like, nom? Uh, I, I guess yeah. not that early no. on. And, like, the way I heard the writer describe it, and he was like, because he's like, if you think about it, if you take the star and the director away from it, there's nothing about this movie that is sellable. Hmm. Like, nothing. Like, it's not like, you can't be like, oh, no, we're going to make the plane crash good. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like all he wrote was that it's a plane crash. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, was, it takes a great director to pull that off the way it is. So he was like, I under he understood why, like, they couldn't get it. So the studio basically said, listen, we're only giving you, we can only give you about, you know, what was it, 30 million, I said? Yeah, 31. 31 million. And the only way they were able to get it even close to that amount was Denzel and Zemeckis both took one-tenth of their normal fee to make something because they were both multi-million dollars. They took one-tenth off or they took one-tenth? One-tenth total. Whoa. So, I mean, they're both rich as fuck. I mean, they're, they're fine. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? But like, but like, you know, I don't know what Denzel's fee was, but if it was $10 million, he took a million. You yeah. know what I mean? So they were like, so that, that was basically how they were able to get this movie kind of like made for $29 million because... And Zemeckis just, like I said, he's a special effects guy, so he actually prides himself in, like, how efficiently he can make awesome special effects. Whoa. So he was like, I know how to do this fucking plane crash. Like, don't you worry. Like, like I'm going to do it the cheapest way possible, but it's not going to look cheap at oh all, you know? So this guy's he's he's good at like that's the one thing where he's like if you think that's where we're gonna lose money don't get fucking Don Cheadle's salary down and, and I'll worry about this yeah yeah I made that up he didn't say that but <laughs> oh uh, and you know what else John Gattins wrote what Coach Carter yo Coach Carter is my movie <laughs> I know that's why I just said that <laughs> whatever you want me to do I'll do it <laughs> it's not the line people quote <laughs> no such a bummer line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's so good. Whatever you want me to do, okay. I'll do it. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. I got you. Come on, come on, oh come on. God. Get back with us now. Come on. I can't believe they shot. Just come inside now, alright? Come on. I just wanna be on the team. Come on, come on. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Okay. He also wrote Hardball. Did you ever see that with Keanu Reeves? I did not. No, uh, I think that's another one of those. Like, was that the one with the cat? No, I don't know. I never saw it. No, but it's. I think it's like there's like a struggling urban baseball team, and then Keanu Reeves comes and uh, saves the day. I okay. think. <laughs> Again, a lot of allegedly is going on. Haven't, oh, haven't... we got to do some side mini episode where you try and guess the plot of a movie based on the title and like uh, what you know about that it. Was the, that's because the best. like. You come up with some ridiculous stories. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I'm just making that note. Yeah, you might see fun. in the future, folks. Yeah, if you have folks at home, if you <laughs> want to play Love It I Love Home Edition, find someone who's never heard of a movie, tell them the title, and ask them to try and figure out what it's about. Because <laughs> I think it started with me doing 27 dresses. So I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that about? <laughs> when you thought the last scene of Ghost was the clay scene? Yeah, but that wasn't from the title. That was just because I've only seen that scene parodied. You know what Why I mean? would that be the final scene? Because it's everywhere! If, if you fucking say, yo, there's a ghost reference in this, I guarantee you it's going to be somebody doing clay. 
Oh, God. Tell me not. I know. Okay. Let's move on. If we're watching anything with reference humor, <laughs> it's going to be the clay scene. Okay. Oh, my precious blueberries. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. Let's spin those wheels and play with some clay. <laughs> now, there's one and only one rule in this class. I will tolerate no reenacting, whether it's ironic or sincere, of the Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore pottery scene in Ghost. Ever since that movie was released in 1990, I have seen every conceivable variation of what I call ghosting. This could be guy on girl, girl on guy, the hilarious guy on guy. <laughs> so since it never stopped, I had to adopt a zero ghost tolerance policy. If you so much as hum three notes from that Righteous Brother song with God as my witness, I will come at you with everything I've got. Okay? Let's have a great time. All right, Masha. That's all I got. So you want to jump in and uh, discuss this in a non-spoilery fashion? Let's take off. So we open up on an out-of-focus titty. <laughs> I bet, you, I bet you weren't expecting that. No, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to say titty. <laughs> this is a podcast for adults. I know. Oh, whatever. Just what did you want, boob? What did you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, boob, breast for some reason. A breast. <laughs> Not a focused breast. <laughs> titty may, like, makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> a lot of laughs for a movie that is not funny <laughs> yeah. at all i think i think we're yeah i think we're overcompensating <laughs> we're not just gonna cry over the fucking microphone oh man but um, i'm just saying but yes we do i bet you did that. i was i was bet you didn't expect the movie to start that way i did not yeah so this this intro is a lot if you don't know what this movie's about an alcoholic this, yeah. this intro is a lot well me coming in fresh eyes yeah. i expected denzel to sort of be like this good guy you know he's the hero like essentially he is the hero in this movie, but like he, I expected him to be like more of a clean cut kind of person. Yeah, I mean, so he, this like kind of like yeah, like similar to Tom Hanks, he plays that a good amount. Not as much as Tom Hanks. Like obviously, you know, yeah. he's known for playing Malcolm X, and he's known for you know his Oscars for Training Day, where he plays a goddamn monster. Mm. But yeah, like I, I think that's that's might might be one of the reasons he got the Oscar for Training Day, just because it was so different. Where people were so used to like we're on Team Denzel, and all yeah. of a sudden he was like scary. So yeah, I love in this where, you know, you're following him and he is the protagonist, but it's hard to be on this guy's team. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's he's flawed as hell. And oh my god, that room was so dirty. So yeah, yeah. That, that, How can you get up and like smoke? I don't understand. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but pretty ballsy on his side to uh sleep with your flight attendant. Yeah, I mean, you think a fuck? You think that's ballsy? Like no. <laughs> everything this guy does. That's true. Well, that's where my mind was at first. So, oh, you see, you that was the flight attendant right away. I just put it together. Oh, really? I remember. Yeah. I remember. I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize. Like, I didn't realize. <laughs> I thought it was just like I thought he just like had had girls around. Yeah, but I mean, I was kind of on his side. Like I was like giving him the benefit of the doubt a lot in the beginning of this movie. Like, ah. Oh, Maybe you know it's all right that he's drinking. Maybe yeah, I mean, like a true, stressful. yeah, like like any true great, you know, alcoholic or addict. It's it's like the confidence that they walk around in that make be like, oh, they got it handled. Like you know what I right. mean? Like oh, that's not 
like I know what a problem looks like. That doesn't look like a problem. Yeah. Just look at him. He's standing up straight. He's 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 dealing with his shit. Like you know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, he's he's the definition of a functioning alcoholic. And I got to give it to Denzel right off the bat. I love that. So he purposely gained that weight for this role because it's a very it's a very specific like an alcoholic's weight gain is a very specific type of weight gain. Like mm. like I don't know I don't even know fully how to describe it, but like you start to just get like fully round as a person. I don't know, like like you start to lose your shapes when you just there's drink no all the time. There's no definition. Like there's yeah, no like, muscle. Yeah, so it's not even just there's no muscle because if you eat junk food all day the same thing happens, but I just mm. feel like you get large different from alcohol. Like it's all like in your torso oh. and you almost like become like a big old keg. And like so his body's like on his way to getting there where like you know, his stomach doesn't really meet his upper chest anywhere, like, and everything kind of just jiggles a little bit. And it's really yeah. just, like, unappealing. Like, it's, it's you know, sometimes you see, like, a larger person and, like, you know, it's, like, they're almost, like, built for it. But, like, you can tell he should be, like, a thinner dude who just drank too much and now he's just, like, right. he's getting blobby. You know what I mean? Just, like, Oof. a little... And I just like, because, you know, yeah, so I've, I've just, I remember when I saw that, I was like, oh man, like he went for it. Like yeah. he went for the alcoholic's body here. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's still Denzel. Like he's still a great looking man. Like he's still, it's not like it makes him like gross, but you can just tell like, oh yeah, he's getting, if, you know, <laughs> if he didn't have the looks of Denzel, he oh. would look gross as hell right now. Man, they had a flight in like 45 minutes still at the hotel. I was like, man, I know you're flying the plane, but come on, guys. Well, I assume it's one of those airports that are attached, the hotels that are attached to the airport. Oh. Like, I assume they just walk like, you know. I'm not as well-traveled as you with your Delta miles. Oh, those are great. When you're on a travel (laughs) job, like, literally, we we could put the gear on the luggage cart and just roll it right into the airport. (laughs) Oh, it's happened like three times in my career, but I remember, oh, beautiful. That's awesome. You wake up so early. Oh man! Or, well, you know, I mean, opposite of what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up so. What I will say is that the beginning of this movie made me never want to fly again. <laughs> I don't want to fly anytime soon. Luckily, it's aligned with coronavirus. They should just be streaming this movie throughout, yeah. like on all streaming services. Yeah. So people will stop complaining that they're not able to travel. Seriously. Yeah, they, they all joke that, like, the Paramount executives joked, like, well, we know we're not going to be selling this to, like, airlines. You know, like, yeah. like this isn't going to be an in-flight movie anytime soon. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's actually interesting you said that because one of the things John Gattins said in an interview was, you know, because he wanted to make this movie as soon as he heard about that plane crash and those pilots. But, you know, that's not enough for, like, a movie. He still needed it to be, like, about something. Right. And um, he's always had a fear of flying, like, his whole life. And one of the experiences that like gave him the the final key to writing this movie was he was on a flight and he was sitting next to a guy and they were chatting and the guy, you know, was like going, he had all these, like, he was just going about his like personal problems. Like, oh, my wife's getting on me about this and, and this and that. And like, he could tell this guy was like, and then he found out that that guy was a pilot for like airlines. And he's like, for some reason, like that just like scared the shit out of him. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I just, we think of our pilots as like these like magic people who are like, they're they're gonna take care of us but like we forget they're just people and they go through shit you know sometimes you have a bad day at work because you're fucking up but like a bad day for work at them is like the scariest thing of all time absolutely so then that's what he thought of the idea of like ooh, what if like what if a pilot was going through like real shit you know so they got enough i thought so i thought that was interesting you watching denzel in this drinking the night before his flight you're like i don't ever want to fly again i mean i would even argue i had that vision of pilots until this movie yeah (laughs) i was and i'm sure you were too like every time when i was a kid i'd get that like little pin and take a picture with the pilot you know like Uh i'd go into the pit ever been in a cockpit before no sir i've never been up in a plane before 
Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Oh, I still, to this day, it's one of the professions I'm most in awe of. Like, mm -hmm. flying seems like one of the most complicated, stressful... I don't think I could ever. I mean, there's, you could do flight simulator all day. Like, actually, the video game flight simulator, you could arguably learn how to fly a plane by playing it. Oh wow! If you you have to buy the joystick that's like the same as as like a flight thing. But anyway, that's beside the point. But yeah, I just and I know this is a movie, so it's not a hundred percent accurate. But like when when the shit's hitting the fan and they're talking about everything that they have to do and check, I'm like how the fuck do you remember this like yeah. like and like, it was one thing to do it under pressure like in general like how the hell right. you know and it's down to like i listen to you know i love bill burr i listen to the monday morning podcast constantly listen to it for like over 10 years and you know he's learned how to be a, a helicopter pilot and he talks about it in depth on the podcast and i'm just like how the fuck do you like Don't. i could never have that kind of confidence in myself <laughs> to operate a flying vehicle yeah ever and like i like how i don't care how much training i had i i assume that they did research behind this but like the fact that they even refer to the passengers as souls like we have 122 souls yeah, yeah. i'm like damn we got souls like I can't be responsible for these. I wonder if they say that just to like, like really like nail it into the pilot. Like, you yeah, know, this is like, I don't care if you're having a bad day. This is on you. So yeah, you know, we got, we got this hotel room. He's, he's we get the call from his wife. He's clearly doesn't have a good relationship with her or his yeah. son. They just basically, they're hitting him up for money, but he's not around like at all for them yeah. ever. I mean, it could come off both ways. Like we don't know both sides of the story, right? Yeah. Like, it could seem like she's really just hounding him for money. And he's yeah. like, come on, lady. And it is pretty easy at this point to be on his side about it, too, because we only hear his side of the conversation. But she's, she says something about, you know, like, do this for your son. And he was like, well, he has to call me, too, sometimes. I can't always be the one calling him. So while that may be a lie or an exaggeration, we're we have no reason not to trust him yet. Right. So we, I believe that like, oh, he's probably, he's been reaching out to his son and his son's been the one who's not calling him. Yep. Uh, as we watch the movie, I don't think that's true. <laughs> but, you know, yes, it's easy to be on his side. And I love the little Zemeckis flair of like, just knowing that this is, I feel like that, cr that, that very jarring shot of him snorting the cocaine oh. was just like a little like, this movie's going to look real good even though it's mostly going to be people talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it kind of like, was like, don't worry about it. We we, we know how to shoot fun. Like, we, we're not going to make this just, like, dull. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that was an interesting shot. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we just see him walking through, getting on the plane. We meet everyone. You got yeah. Law & Order Lady. We got Law & Order Lady. She's so good. Yeah. She's so cute. She's great in this one. <laughs> I'm glad that we get the crew because I needed somebody else to compare Denzel to, like, in this world. Yeah. You get the straight, sort of straight-jacketed, co-pilot of his i yeah. forget his name also but, i've never heard the phrase straight is it, jacket what is it <laughs> straight jacket is what you put on a crazy oh, person no. it's is, like that thing where you can't move your arms what's the <laughs> yeah you made it sound like he's got this nuts ass fight you know this straight jacketed ass dude <laughs> uh what's i think you mean like straight laced yeah probably. straight laced straight suit what do they say <laughs> it's not straight suit either so it's straight laced they're gonna go with that okay um i don't remember his name like a stick up his butt kind of guy yeah, yeah he, i can't like, remember his name either the his name isn't Bart, but I feel like it should be. <laughs> Bart. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, like, it's not his name, but might as well be. <laughs> He's sort of thrown off by Denzel entirely. Or, you know, Whip? Whip. 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 Yeah. Um, his name is Ken, by the way. Ken. Ken Whip? Ken Evans. Oh, no, wait. no. Kevin, <laughs> Ken Evans is the co-pilot. Oh, got it. He Whip, looks like a Ken. Whip Whitaker is, is Denzel's name. Whew. Whip Whitaker. Yeah. Okay. Whip. Whip. Ooh, you got some pie, eh? Can I have a piece? Uh, sure. Ooh, let me have some of that cool whip. What'd you say? 
You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip, yeah. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool Whip. You put Cool Whip on pie. Pie tastes better with Cool Whip. Say Whip. Whip. Now say Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're eating hair! But yeah, Ken is just not digging Whip's vibe at all. I love it just right away. He's like, how are you feeling today, sir? You know, like, (laughs) but you could tell he's like a super, like, polite southern guy yeah. where like he doesn't he's not gonna like cause trouble unless like there really needs to be so he's just more like hmm yeah because denzel's uh taking hits of oxygen probably to sober his ass up Oof, i didn't even know like <laughs> what like yeah. i actually watched a video um of a pilot like reacting to scenes of this movie like Ooh. a real pilot like for realism yeah it was pretty interesting and for the most part he said like it's a good amount of it's actually pretty realistic a lot of the stuff that he does to save the day on the plane can't really happen but yeah for this one he said it most people would never like just take a hit of the oxygen to test it you usually just press the button and make sure it works like you always have to test it uh-huh. but he did he did say like he's heard like you know people say if you take a hit of that it'll really like wake you up because it's oxygen like it'll it'll make your senses and he said he tried it once but he said he didn't really feel any different but i just thought that was interesting if you're like really hung over i i you know i don't even know where you would get a tank of oxygen <laughs> but they say if a hit of oxygen like straight sobers you up super fast walk into a casino uh casino's hotel room yeah from exactly. what you've told me yeah but it's not like no, it's not it's a not concentrated pump you know it's, yeah. it's just like that's just like breathing it in slightly but yeah so we get this flight takeoff i don't remember which trailer i saw the one we just watched was long as hell but I remember being surprised, not knowing exactly what this movie was going to be about, that we were getting to the flight so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I thought we were going to build up, like, to this crash. And then so when this movie kind of, like, just opens up with the flight, and then right when they t- start taking off, the turbulence starts kicking in. Yeah. And, you know, it almost looks like, oh, shit, we're in trouble right away, you know? Not and, a fan. Yeah. I hated this. I hated it so much. Yeah. It- felt like we were on the plane too like i just was so immersed in this scene yeah this whole sequence really that like going through the turbulence was very hard to watch and little did we know like that this was just the beginning yeah you know exactly but i like it because it also you know we're 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 still in the early parts of the movie we're painting of who denzel is and so at this point we know he likes to party real hard I don't even know if it's about partying. I mean, I was. it's a nice way to say he likes to get fucked up. Oh, like, okay. to, you know, like, oh, that guy likes to party. It means he likes to get drunk and do oh, drugs. You know? I'm learning all the terminology. Uh, wow. That's like the <laughs> nice way of saying it. I'm like, just... you don't want to say like, oh, that guy's a that guy's a, an addict. Like, <laughs> you know, kidding. dude likes to party. So he likes to party. All right. And he seems to be well liked by everyone because, you know, as he's getting on the flight, you know, all the crew, hey, how are you? You know, like even, you know, he seems to, he's right. charming. And with he's Denzel, so how hard could that be? Just fucking talk. And then now we're also learning that he's fucking good at flying. Like, you know, the co-pilot's getting stressed out in this turbulence. We can see it's like a rocky situation, but he never loses his calm or his confidence in what he's pulling off. And then he gets them out of the turbulence. Yeah. Shouldn't pilots go through like an anti-stress class? Because I feel like Ken skipped it. Yeah. It seemed like Ken was <laughs> Ken was new. He was, he was green. You know? Like, I feel like you shouldn't be freaking out. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, to be fair, I think it was also because like Denzel, I think, was doing some like wild shit that wasn't necessarily in the rule book. Like, yeah. you know, like we're, we're learning that he he's an outside the box thinker when it comes to getting out right. of a solution. I'm not... I'm I'm not like 
crapping on the actor. Like, I think no, the no, actor I know. did a yeah, great yeah. job. I'm just saying, like, as a character in the world, yeah. I'm like, guy. <laughs> but also, you know, you don't know this guy. Like, right. that was one of the things the pilot on the YouTube channel said was most realistic was like, yeah, you never know who you're flying with until you sit in those seats. Like, wow. you just get paired randomly all the time. So he's like, that's one of the most realistic parts of it. He's like, when they're like, have we met before? How are you? You know? Oh. And he's like, and then you do. You like, not that you don't trust them, but like, you try to like learn who someone is within a few minutes of sitting next to them. Hmm. So like, you know, he has no idea who this guy is. All he knows is he, he smells like gin. And now all of a sudden he's like, all right, we're going to do this fucking 200 million. You know, like, and he's yeah. just like, dude, I'm like, what the fuck? You can't go that fast. You know? So I get it. Like, yeah. you know, like his life, you know, he's like, that's not how I learned how we get out of the situation. You know? I think the way that whip is flying this plane though is very representative of his character he kind of just does things without worrying about how his actions affect other people yeah he could have told the rest of the flight like hey we're gonna hit some turbulence here yeah none of that happened i feel like he also could have like wrote it out but like he was like no i want to punch through it like you know what i mean like like he was like no no we're gonna get yeah so that's totally yeah and then he's like oh my charm will save the day i'll just go back and crack a joke about football yeah, and they'll exactly. be fine. Like, yeah, he yeah. just does not... Well, he clearly gets off on, like, you know, not that, you know, we treat pilots like like heroes, but, like, you know, pilots have a good reputation. It's right. like, it's like you know, it's not like, you know, like a cop where you're gonna have very different opinions based on who you are and how you yeah. feel about a police officer. But, like, who hates a pilot? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who's like, you fucking piece of shit? You know, you're just like, dude, you get people everywhere safe. Awesome. Look yeah. at you. You know why? It's because we don't have direct contact with them. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> pilots, I don't think pilots have Twitter yet. I, I think, yeah, not gonna be up there and be like, yeah. hey, folks, uh, so, uh, white genocide, let's talk about that for <laughs> right, a little bit. Like, you know? <laughs> he comes out, he charms everybody on the flight, yep. and then as he's doing this, oh, he's, he's pouring vodka into orange So juice. slick. With one hand, you're like, son, how many times have you done this that you can nail this without looking with yeah. one hand? And I'm like, like what? He, he opens three mini liquor bottles and an orange juice, pours it with one hand while being charming yeah, and Denzel. No eyes on the thing. He's yeah. just eyes out. That's that's skills. That's bad skills. <laughs> like, not bad skills, but like, ooh. Oh. A lot of practice here. And then you just see him fucking... Basically, we get like a hard cut to him passed out with like blinders over his eyes. Yeah. I've never seen that technique before. <laughs> Putting paper in front of your eyes but and it's held by his glasses yeah. like his sunglasses well, he, yeah, he probably to didn't, block the sun yeah because he probably didn't have like a face mask and stuff no. although I feel like they have those on airlines I think you could ask for one yeah well all I know is he didn't ask to fall asleep yeah <laughs> Oh, also the uh, important little detail here is because of that crazy turbulence they took off, he suspends drink service. Ah, yes. And tells people, no drinks on this flight. Mm. He actually says there'll be no meal service. So I I actually wrote that note down. I'd be like, what kind of meal service are you getting on a 50-minute flight? Yeah. Like, I fly everywhere. Like, 50 minutes, you don't get shit. Yeah, you get snacks. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He clearly meant drink service. True, true, true. But yeah, and then that brings us into... In my opinion, I mean, I've never seen a plane crash sequence this good in my life in a movie. This plane going down is so tense. Like, it reminds me of the best parts of Castaway. Like, have you seen Castaway? No. Oh, man. Never going to. Well, A, there's a plane crash in that movie, (laughs) too, but... I'm more just thinking of, like, there were times where Tom Hanks has to do some, like, brutal shit to survive. Mm -hmm. And, like, you literally, like, feel it. And, like, I feel like you feel the terror. Yeah, I was so mad at you. You you were, like, shaking when this shit was over. (laughs) I'm so freaking mad. It's all coming back to me now. Come on. You can't tell me. This is master, master class shit right here. All of a sudden, they're going down. Like, the nose of the plane is pointing downwards, and it... 
you know, Whip has to wake up immediately. Everybody's flying everywhere. It's just Ken's freaking out. Yeah, justifiably. But also, you know, I love like again, like being in awe of pilots, like the way he has to still like very succinctly and calmly deliver all his messages to like air control. It's insane. Like, yeah. Could you imagine being in a downward dive and being like, "All right, folks, like you know, I gotta remember what he says," but like just just like hitting that super yeah. calm. Oh, it's insane. Absolutely, and I I love how straight even the people responding like, "There's no like, are you okay?" It's just like straight data. Oh, yeah. No, there's no time for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, are you okay? Yeah, I know. God, you know what I mean. You know, this is all pretty basic stuff, but like the this works so well for like so many just small reasons of. We've already seen Denzel can get through some crazy shit, but we have already seen that this is way crazier than we have the confidence that he's going to get them out yeah. of it. So Especially have- because us not knowing how he op, We don't know that he's like a functional drunk like that well. Yeah, and he just drank too. Yeah. It's not like he woke up after drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then on top of that, we get the one flight attendant who gets knocked unconscious immediately. <sighs> Oh, so like every, no matter what happens, we're just always reminded that her lifeless body is being banged around. Yep. Inside this thing, that was really hard yeah. to watch. That was like a horror movie in itself. Yeah, and you know this this leads to them Denzel doing some wild shit where he basically decides they're going to invert the plane, which it, I don't it doesn't work, but it's awesome for the movie. Like you know, again, we're not watching a documentary or something. Give mm. a shit. So he ends up inverting the plane, and now that's when this kid who's not buckled in, he flies to the ceiling. Freaking kid. Or to the floor, whatever you want to say. <laughs> I shouldn't be mad at the kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get Katarina, who is the flight attendant that Denzel was sleeping with. She yeah. unbuckles herself to go save the kid. Yep. You know, so all that, this is just like, this the tension that all this builds. Like, we're cutting to these individual people. We're cutting to Denzel. We're cutting to Ken freaking yep. out. I, I can't think of another movie where a plane crash was this effective for me. I feel like it's also because of how long a plane crash is. Yeah. Because like you're so high up, it's not Yeah. yeah you're not so quick. it's just you're in fear for so long. I know. Knowing what the end is gonna be. Like that's freaking terrifying. I think that's why my anxiety was so I high. I know. And like yeah, and for me, someone who flies constantly for work. Oh, like, my God. Oh. oh, you're not flying anymore. I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> My girlfriend watched a ten-year-old movie. Sorry, uh, I can't yeah, take this job. Can I take an Amtrak? <laughs> yeah, and then I show you the taking of Pelham one, two, three, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say that John Travolta movie. I don't know what that is. Was it Face? Face Nicholas off? Cage. Face off. Yeah. Was it to do with the train? Weren't they? Wasn't there a train heist? Oh no, this is a Denzel movie with John Travolta and Denzel Washington. They hijack a train. Oh, is it like nonstop or whatever? Yeah. Oh, I only remember the SNL parody of it where Jay Farrow <laughs> played Denzel. <laughs> Someone else, Chris O'Donnell, I think, was in that movie. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3 is a better reference of, okay, of, a, cool. of a train movie. Uh, but anyway, I this was crazy. And, you know, once they're inverted, the overhead luggage cabinets cabinets i don't know what you call them open up and then they close on this like floating lady's foot it's just i was not expecting all of this and it was very hard to watch yeah um and meanwhile like he like you said he keeps his cool the whole time yeah and even has to call in one of the flight attendants margaret to help out yeah because uh the other pilot ken can't reach a certain lever or something yeah and yeah he can't reach his lever and i love how smart like denzel like, he's not reckless in any way, shape, or form. Like, mm. The easy way to write this, you know, a bad screenwriter would write an alcoholic pilot gets drunk and then crashes a plane. But I love that, like, despite his alcoholism, 
this shit is going down no matter what. And Ken is, tries to reach his lever. He can't reach it. He's about to undo his seatbelt. He's like, the, fucking keep that shit on right now. Yeah. He gets, uh, what's her name in there? Because he knows she can strap in right next to it and right. she can pull it. You know, so I'm just like, I love like, you know, he's he's not a bad person. He's doing his, he's doing everything he can to save these lives. Like, right. like he takes being a pilot seriously. Despite all the fuck ups in his life, like he knows the responsibility or... I mean, that's what the whole film argues. Does he know the responsibility? Because he wouldn't have came on drunk. But <laughs> you know, w- when the shit hits the fan, he's he's quote unquote a hero. Yeah, he even tells her to like talk into the black box to let oh, her son know. Yeah, knows. like, and I love yeah. that too because it lets us know that he doesn't know he can pull this off. Yeah, it's like you know, it's one thing when you have the character who can do anything, and it's not exciting. Where they're like, "I got this," <laughs> and like flips yeah. the plane, and and he's like, "You believe me?" But like, just the fact that he was like, "Hey, take this moment to say goodbye to your son to the recording because yeah. maybe, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm doing my, you know, like I'm I even love like it. tearing up thinking about it too because once they finally start to see land, you know, they're still like a church like there's still like things that they try and have they have to try and avoid yeah the sound design too in this scene everything (laughs) everything again seeing us in theaters like for the and again not knowing like how awesome this was gonna like look and sound like i remember just being like what the fuck is this (laughs) i don't like when people are just like oh this is cool because it's r-rated you know it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. but i think because robert smack is Almost never makes R-rated movies. His last one was a movie called Used Cars in 1980. Mm-hmm. He's not an R. He's a family guy. You know, like he likes to make Back to the Future. He likes he likes the whole family to have a good time. Right. So to open this movie with breasts <laughs> and <laughs> and cocaine and swearing and all that to me it set the tone of like we're less safe in, during this plane crash. Mm. If I knew it was PG-13, I would feel a little bit more safe. Of like, I'm not gonna see much. But knowing it was R-rated and then watching the flight attendant's ankle get caught in the luggage carrier, I was like, holy fuck. Am I about to see that snap off? Like, yeah. what like, What am I going to watch right now? And I, I think, was going to ask you if it snapped off because I turned away. No, I mean, there's nothing that we see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she dies, so who knows? So I just like, this is one instance where like setting that R-rated tone right in the beginning actually put me more on edge because I was like, oh, we're, there's no kid gloves here. Yeah. We're not going to like play it safe and cut away or anything like that. So I, I thought for this sequence, that was a really, it really helped it out. I feel like this is a scene that would normally happen, generically speaking, like halfway through a movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to front load the most exciting part in your first 20 minutes is crazy. Yeah. And it reminds me of way back early episode when we did The Warriors, if you remember, like, they didn't have the confidence to have that gang scene in the beginning because it was the most mm-hmm. expensive, most exciting biggest moment in the whole movie and they're like you're starting with that and then you're ending yeah. on a beach like you know what <laughs> in, i mean like the it's sun. the opposite of what you should be doing <laughs> yeah but it works and totally. so this it's like yeah like why would you shoot this early you know what i mean it doesn't make right. any sense oh but it's gosh. great yeah it's and then it also lets you know like this isn't a plane crash movie yeah it's it's a it's a personal movie but by the way we're gonna give you the best plane crash you've ever seen in yeah. your life it's yeah exactly like, it's most... about what what how the crash affects yeah. <laughs> the um, aftermath of the crash. Yeah, so this plane goes down, and then they really do a good job of showing a battered Denzel in this hospital room, mm. opening on that like bloody eye. Ugh. That was such a touch. Like I feel like you, like you see bruises, you see cuts. Like there's like the standard movie makeup, but I don't know whatever they did to make his entire what's the white part of your eye called? The not pupil, <laughs> the iris. No, it's no. not the iris. It's not the pupil, it's not the iris. Yeah, the other, the other thing. <laughs> to, to We're get, smart. Yeah, 
real smarty pants. <laughs> the way that shit was fully bloodshot. Like it looked like I caught like a blood caps, like no. blood vein, like popped up I there. I don't or something. like it. And there was a part where he had a single tear, classic Denzel move, oh, and it was a bloody tear. I know. I I had to look oh, away again. That was like, oh, I want to throw up. It was so, <laughs> but like in a good way. Like I was like, oh my god, you feel. Like, again, it's one thing to put a couple bandages on an actor and a yeah. cast, and then he was like, oh, that really hurt. But, like, you, f- I was like, damn, dude. Like, your body got banged. Denzel, oh. why do you do this to us? Why do you make us feel these he's things? He's the best, because he's a goddamn <laughs> artist. But what's his name? I know this actor that comes in. He represent or is one of the representatives of the pilot union who's in his hospital room. Yeah. I know that actor from a couple of things. I cannot name them, though. He has one of those faces. Yeah, I didn't look up. His name is Bruce Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I should have looked up his IMDb, but um he's yeah, he's one of those guys. He's yeah. he's in a lot of shit. I initially was like, "Oh, the alcohol." Like that's why he's there. But it becomes clear that they actually know each other like on a personal level. Yeah, they have and a And he's there to look out for him. He knows the shitstorm that's about to come forward out of this. Right. But he like respects Whip enough where he's he gives him the pleasantries first, you know, like, you know, you pulled some crazy shit. Only six people, and we f- so yeah, we find out that six people ended up dying out of like a hundred and two, which is insane numbers. But two of those were crew members, one of them being Katarina, the woman he, the flight attendant he was sleeping with the night before and partying right. with. So that was actually when the bloody tear came out, I think. But I yeah, so then we start getting the NTSB. I meant to look up what that stands for, but I forgot. NTSB, yeah. National, yes, National Travel and Safety Department. Uh, B. Oh, Bureau. Pretty close. Oh. National Transportation, Transportation Safety Board. Oh. Pretty close. All right. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you seventy-five percent <laughs> credit. Okay. NTSB comes in interviewing Whip, and basically they're also like kind of just just keeping it simple, like keeping it civil in terms of the the questions that they ask them. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, what, how much do you remember? This and that. Like they, you know, nobody's coming at them hard at this very beginning part. Yeah. How did they shoot that crash? There's a good uh, YouTube video I can show you. I mean, it's basically like fake, you know, a lot, a lot of green screen and, and fake airplane hangers so they can like shake it. And shit. Okay. I don't know. All right, cool. No, I, I meant mostly like the crashing of like the church, the top of the church and stuff. Oh, that might have been CG. Oh, okay. It was so far away that I, I could believe that was that was an effect shot. One thing I really liked about this scene of him getting kind of questioned by the NTSB people, though, is... I feel like when he looks over and notices there's like a stenographer in the room, like taking account of everything, I think that's the first time he gets an inkling of like, there might be trouble in my future. Because mm-hmm. it might be normal procedure for a plane crash for there to be a stenographer there, but to me as a normal citizen, stenographer means courtroom. Right. And like, like law, like a disposition, like some shit's going down that there needs to be a record of. Because they are like everything I say matters right now. Absolutely. So I thought that was really interesting. I do want to pump the brakes though, because we did completely skip over the B plot that's been going on. Oh, I was going to bring it up. Nice. Awesome. (laughs) Simultaneously to everything we talked about there with Denzel, we also get with the other character, Nicole, played by. An actress that should be in more things. Kerry Riley. Or is she in more things? And I just don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't really know. Um, I got face blindness, so I I don't don't know. (laughs) But yeah, we're we're also getting her story kind of simultaneous to to whips. Whip. To whip. And so you know, we we learned pretty quickly that this is a movie about addiction because of his alcoholism. But on her end, it's a heroin addiction. Jesus. And we see her like we don't get much context exactly of what this is, but it's clearly her drug dealer who also shoots porn and (laughs) is like 
you know, they've probably fucked around before. Like, you know, like they could, he's, he's a little more than her drug dealer. Like, yeah. it's like he quote unquote cares about her in the way like an enabler. Like he doesn't really care about her, but like, you know, he gives her free drugs, which in the drug world means caring about someone. Right. In reality, he's sentencing her to almost die, but. But also like she owes him something is how I took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying he's a good person. I'm just saying like. He's not just her drug dealer. Right. Like, they clearly have some sort of relationship Yeah. outside of that. So, clearly, she's suffering from addiction. He clearly tells her to not shoot it up yeah, because he, he it's gives way too re- strong. He gives her really good heroin, tells her not to shoot it up. What does she do? Shoots that shit I up. freaking You hate. knew she was going to shoot that shit up. I know, but I hate watching it. I know. I actually have a problem with it, too, man. Like, as soon as someone ties that belt around their arm in a TV or movie, it's yeah. hard to watch. Yeah. Even, the, like, the sound of the rubber. Like, I don't know what it, yeah I don't know what it is because it's so cool I mean so cool. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> no, <let> me, <laughs> the word "cool" was gonna be in my sentence. And I just threw it in too early. <laughs> it's so easy to portray mo- a lot of drugs in movies as cool if you film it the right way. Okay. If you want, you can film someone smoking weed, looking real cool. You can film people sm- doing coke, having a great time. For some reason, or not for some reason, because of how deadly and horrifying it is, you can't make heroin look cool. Yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know what scene you could ever film where someone's like doing heroin. You're like, awesome. Like it just always seems like fucking dark and tragic. Yeah. It so does. that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always cool to do heroin, but come on, not that way. <laughs> you know, she she's going through all the classic hits. She's got a landlord who's sneaking around their place looking for money because she's never paying but he's also a scumbag who's trying to you know yeah. have her sleep with him for for rent so he's he's a piece of shit she can't pay her rent life's just not looking great for her yeah but clearly she ods and ends up at the same hospital uh yep same hospital as whip yeah prior to whip's first night though after the ntsp people leave we get an introduction to his best friend played by the man oh my Yo, god this guy is such the man they put it in his last name He's John Goodman. Your favorite person of all time. Tell me not, though. I laughed out loud. You know, we we were talking about him in Raising Arizona with the... Uh, Sorry, it was... Okay. (laughs) Yeah, what role can he play? Uh-huh. Like, can't, come on. Right. He could do sitcoms. He could do drama. He could right. do horror. Right. He could do Cullen Brothers. <laughs> That's a genre. That's he a genre. Could do, <laughs> he could be. He could be crazy. He could be on Community and be hilarious. He could like. He could just do it all. Oh, that's so funny. He's good. Like, he comes strolling down the hall. I laughed out loud. And oh. What is he doing? He's bringing. <laughs> he's he's wild, man. He's got that crazy ponytail. Yeah. His hair. His With whole look. With the Rasta backpack. His I... whole look. I just knew once I saw the Rasta backpack that I'm like, wow, like this guy's dead. Yo, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, you know this guy. I don't know this guy at that age, but like, I knew this guy as a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, those people who like, they take being into drugs as... A religion? Not even... Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, so seriously. Like, they know everything about it to the point where he's reading off Denzel's chart to find out what he's getting. And he's just like... He's like, this is off-brand Xanax, off-brand Vicodin. Like, let me get the good shit. Like, you know, and I was just like, the fact that you even know 
by the medical terms what this shit is. You know what I mean? I will say, though, he does bring some much-needed levity to a movie that doesn't have a lot of levity. Yes. So it's like, he's not in it a lot, but at least when he's here, you know, like, it's going to be, like, somewhat fun. Not funny, but, like, lighthearted for a few minutes. You get to take a break, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he's the one to tell Denzel that there's a million reporters outside of his condo. It's a, it's a zoo out there, but, like, you're a hero. And he's feeding him kind of, like, this whole hero story that everyone else has given him. Denzel knows what, or Whip knows what's going on in reality. He's yeah. starting to stress. He's starting to stress. But what's so interesting is by making him a pilot, like, an alcoholic pilot, I find that so much more interesting than if he had any other job. Because not only just the stakes of the people's lives, but, like, it's that hero comp. Like, the fact that he is a good pilot despite his drinking and it's like it's a way for him to like self-enable mm. where he's just like, like i'm a goddamn pilot who crushes it every single day so this hero worship i got a cool suit it's easy for him to lie to himself you yes. know to be like no i can't be a scumbag like look everyone's telling me i'm a hero like like i just saved 102 lives mm. when anyone else would have killed 106 people so i just find that so interesting where it's like everything around him is is like his enabler like life is his enabler you know what i mean Damn. not just not just people that's so sad uh what i really want to touch on next that i just found was like a cool parallel was like he's clearly still having some ptsd from this flight because it was raining when he was flying that day and then that night it's a thunderstorm and it literally like jolts him awake out of like a dream oh so to me that damn like, i didn't even connect that oh like lightning was like a new trigger for him that was like oh fuck like the scariest night of my life damn and then i want to get your thoughts on this on the hallway scene where he meets nicole and then they meet <laughs> uh as the script refers to him yeah. as gaunt young man he doesn't even have a name oh really yeah he's just a gaunt young man damn that's dark yeah I thought this was going to be a crash situation, like the movie Crash, where yeah. it's just multiple cast members. Like, I thought this was the beginning of that. Like, this is where they all come together, and then we're going to see all their, their different branching storylines. Yeah. So I was completely wrong. But I thought this hallway scene with that... What, what is his name? Gaunt Young Man. Gaunt, the, the with the Gaunt Young Man. He, I mean, he was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But I liked that he was there because I feel like the conversation, But if it were just the two of them, Whip and I forget her name. Nicole. Yeah, it would have felt too Hollywood to me. I like I like that it may, that there was a third party there who kind of like helped them bond. Like they were able to bond over the conversation they had with him. Yeah. And then that was the beginning of their relationship. I love that. No, I like what you're saying there and I totally agree. I don't think if it was just the two of them, it, it, they needed something to like kind of push them together. But what I really like about this part of the character, and this is kind of like a theme that runs through the movie, I've noticed that it's not a movie about religion, but it does touch on religion through multiple characters who all kind of have slightly different kind of takes on it. Mm. And since the movie, the whole mo the movie's about Whip and his addiction, so the movie's not about religion in that sense. But I do like that it's almost, you know, when, when something like this happens, people do, that's what people call on God, like. You know, you might never not believe in God a day in your life. If your plane goes down, you might start talking to God. You know, <laughs> right. you might start praying right then quick. So I, th I think it feels natural that it is in this movie without it being a movie about religion. But, you know, this is the first time it's kind of brought up outside of when Ken is screaming like, God, please help me. And, and uh, <laughs> Denzel says something like, he can't do nothing for you now, boy. Like, you know, like <laughs> basically being like, I'm fucking God in this moment. Yeah. So that's one of the things that the gaunt young man. <laughs> <laughs> the gaunt young man. Because uh, he talks about like how he believes in God and, you know, everything. God did everything for a reason. And then I actually found online, and I don't know, this is 
I don't even know if I haven't thought about it enough to see if I just subscribe to it. But there is one fan theory, the only fan theory I found for this movie going on that that actually was God talking to them. Whoa. Like like that he wasn't really a patient there. Like he was there to bring those two together so they could both eventually kind of like make it out of this. That's interesting. And it is like it is because he is a very unique person like and he never stops talking and he has like he has like this like weird wisdom to spew and like yeah. you know what i mean like, i mean according to nicole he's also like high on whatever drugs you get when you're oh yeah the therapy. um the chemotherapy yeah, stuff yeah, yeah yeah so that's why yeah it's just a fan theory like i didn't hear the that's writer interesting say this. though but yeah the fact that he's the first one to really bring up religion too like i, I, I dig it like okay. I, I, I i could chew on that for i a mean while. the fact that you're able to pull a theory out of the movie like this yeah <laughs> But it's cool, yeah, we see that's where he meets Nicole, and um, they kind of just bond over everything. I guess I started disliking Whip very early on, because in this scene, he was coming off as a little predator-ish. Like, yeah, I'll come to where you live, where you live. You know, like, I just... Oh, you, you took it like that? Yeah. Uh, I, for me, when it's... it's I mean, it's not a good way to do it, but <laughs> when it's someone like Denzel who's that, like... I don't know. I assume a lot of women desire Denzel. So I assume like when he says it, it's just like, oh, sweet. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would not. I don't care how handsome you she, are. I know, but I, I tell you, I think it's just Hollywood. <laughs> like, you know, it's fucking Denzel Washington. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I don't think she took it that way either. Like, I think she was just like, oh, sweet. Like, you know. Yeah, I know. I would have just. Yeah. That's, again, that's me, where my head was at yeah. in that scene. The next character we're introduced to and who I want to get your take on is Don Cheadle as the lawyer daddy daddy boy so right off the bat and this is a little bit of a final thoughts thing but i do like that this movie sidesteps any traditional villains I feel like it would be real easy and and real like just kind of like schlock writing to have one person who is like anti-whip like no I have to take this man down or like like you know like it's easy to it, you know you always have one bad guy who you could be like oh he's the head of this and this and he's the one who hmm. we have to make sure and I like the reason I said it sidesteps it because it almost sets it up like two or three times and John Cheadle's one of the first times where you're like oh here's the piece of shit who's gonna be anti-whip that he's the bad guy of the movie. Because when Whip meets him and the is his colleague at, at breakfast, Whip's just trying to talk about the, the, the crash and how did this happen. And the only thing that Don Cheadle's focusing on is the blood content level in Denzel. Because yes. we find out that they drew blood from everyone on the plane because that's what you do in a plane crash. And then they found out that he had a high level of intoxication. Yeah, double. And you know, <laughs> yeah, Denzel gets so defensive immediately, just has to be like, oh, I had you know a couple of glasses yeah. of wine before dinner or whatever. Yeah, I mean, even me as an audience member, I didn't really know if Don's character was there on the side of Denzel to help him cover it up, or they were trying to throw him under the bus. Exactly. Like, it wasn't clear, really. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't even think that they were decide- they made a decision on what their stance was. At yeah, I don't think so either, because we they end up... I mean, most of the decisions get based on protecting the airline and, like, the investors. Like, mm-hmm. like basically, p- everyone chooses to back Denzel because it's in their best interest, even though that means lying about his alcoholism with him yeah you know when in all sense if you, if you really cared about denzel you would want him to stop drinking or whip i should say mm-hmm. not you know not like be like all right we're gonna make we're, you know we're gonna do this so he basically says he's gonna kill the toxicology report yeah so that nobody will know that you know his blood had alcohol in it throughout this movie it's very clear that don's character and denzel's characters are never gonna get along like yeah. they're not friends no. at all 
But I got to say, I love the fact that they argue and it's always about the alcoholism and the roles and everything and never about race. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, I was just like, I don't know. Interesting. What do you like? Like, what, what, what's an example of like, I always get scared and this might be a dumb place to get this kind of fear, but like that it's like, man, you're a pilot. You're a role model for like people like us, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm always like, yeah, that's fine. But we've heard it a million times. We don't need that dialogue here. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I think a lot <laughs> of that just comes from like, A, John Gettins is a white guy and B, he didn't write like a black pilot. Right. Like, he, 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 he was thinking like Tom Hanks and shit when he wrote it. You know, like he, yeah. didn't, he had no idea it was going to be Denzel. No, that's, and that's he had why no I idea, love it. And he had no idea that was going to be Don Cheadle. Like, you know, like as far as he knew in his head, everybody was probably white because that's, you know. when. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, I love that. That's yeah, yeah. It's a weird side note and caution that i had for some reason <laughs> that's so funny i didn't even think of that because <laughs> they're both like distinguished guys too like he's a very good lawyer yeah oh he's so don is so good at being like a composed guy i know yeah, <laughs> he's he so is. freaking like, good him and, and mahershala ali oh the two of them yeah but like then mahershala will show up in like luke cage and be like mad that's true that's like true. a classy gangster yeah 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 but like he's got class and like boys you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah like, I, you're never going to see, like, Don Cheadle play, like, a stoner. You know what I mean? Like, you just, I like, can't picture it. Like, you know? <laughs> can't do? Prove us wrong, Don. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and prior to that dinner scene, we actually saw Denzel give up alcohol completely after the crash. It just, like, it was too much for him. But it's this dinner scene that causes him to kind of freak out and then just buy the biggest bottle of the cheapest, like, vodka ever and just chug it in his car. <laughs> I just, oh. I was so relieved when he was dumping all of those, you know, all of the alcohol oh. and all of those drugs. It was so it was early st- in the movie, though. Did you think that was that was the end of it? I mean, I thought it would be a redemption movie, like him really trying to stay sober the entire time, and then just his past is haunting him. Yeah. Little did I know he would just sabotage himself literally the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say with this movie, like I think so much of it is amazing and I love a lot of the ways they tackle addiction. I do think if I'm going to be a little bit of an asshole and <laughs> pick a nit, I think it would have benefited from at least a little bit more showing of like the physical withdrawals that Denzel's character oh. probably would have gone through. Interesting. Because he quits alcohol basically twice in this movie and both times, outside of like the boredom and like sleeplessness, I feel like if someone who drank like him, he would start to feel like nauseous. Like he would need to drink to like, right, just to like keep him from like shaking. You know what I mean? So I didn't need a lot of that, but maybe just seeing something of like he's just he's not his hands not as steady as it used to be or something like yeah, that. I think that's a fair nit yeah. to pick for sure. Um, because I think it handles addiction in so many awesome ways, and that like so, like you know in terms of storytelling. Yeah. And that I, I that I could have used just like a little bit of because I, I feel th- like he quits alcohol real easy, and I feel like. Hmm. They 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 show it as 100% mental and they disregard the physical aspects of being an alcoholic. I think that is very fair. Yeah. See, I pick nits in my own movies. <laughs> Clearly there's no police here to to track the uh drunk driving that uh, occurs multiple nah. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's drunk flying. You think you can handle drunk driving? Uh, <laughs> I think he's got it covered. The amount of alcohol Denzel is pretending con- to consume in this movie is insane. Like, he does drunk real good. Yeah. I read somewhere where in an interview he was talking about how, like, he actually rarely drinks in real life. Mm. He doesn't never drink, but, like, it's, like, only on special occasions and he rarely ever gets drunk. So, like, 
he actually had to really figure out how to get into the mindset of like a drunk without Method having ex- experiencing it too many times, you know? Uh, like yeah. for me, like I've been drunk enough where I could tap into it. Like I'm not that I'm a good actor, but like I know what it's like to be right. drunk. Like he's like, fuck, I never get drunk. Like, yeah. What is this like? And it's probably makeup, but like even the glazed overlook, like with his eyes, yeah. like it's so good. But also this is a different kind of drunk. Like this is like, like when someone at this level of an alcoholic gets drunk, that's like their normal state. Mm. So, you know, like there are points where he admits to being drunk and I'm like, him you seem so normal right now <laughs> like like when i'm drunk like everyone knows like yeah. i can't push i couldn't push it off to anybody i'd be like oh, fuck it. Let me get the, you know <laughs> i would just be a, a mess <laughs> so it's just it's like to learn how to play that kind of drunk where it's like it's your base state you know yeah. like he wakes up and he reaches for the end of the beer from the night before me i wake up and i smell a beer from the night before it's gross i'm like get the <laughs> fuck out of here you know uh, but his drunken state brings him right back to the lady yeah he meets up with nicole whose landlord is now threatening her with a bat perfect time uh, and then denzel comes he plays the hero fucking knocks his good to the ground and shit even in his cane he's like scaring this guy <laughs> <laughs> i'd be scared too i just love him and he's like you can take it to court for a thousand dollars you're gonna make cash do with me <laughs> talked him down <laughs> to like, talk him down i don't think i was like 700 he's like fuck out of here 700 is four <laughs> like he didn't even like let the guy like rebuttal like, yeah. Just... but yeah like these are those moments again where it's like as much as you see whip failing as a person like he does things like this where it's like he's not like bad at heart he's just like self-destructive and then that leads to him being destructive to anyone who wants to help him yeah so it's like like he's he so wants to just be an alcoholic like, like his, his body wants to be an alcoholic so that's why he lashes out and he is like a piece of shit when it comes to his like wife and kid. And, and you know, he does things that a good person shouldn't do. Like he does bad things, mm-hmm. but his base being isn't like a bad guy. Like he does want, he does want to help people. He does care about like his colleague, you know, the, the, who's been his friend for, who's known him for 10 years. Like right. he sees Nicole in trouble. He wants to help her. Like, so he's not, I like it because he, he gives you both sides. He's not a pure hearted angel. But at the same time, he's not like a piece of garbage either. That's what makes it so much harder when he like decides to go the opposite direction of what's good for him. Because like he has this good part of him that you know like if he just stopped this destructive behavior, he would just like be awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's awful. And then I just feel like we have just basically a whole next section of him spiraling downward into more alcoholism and then more just trying to like cover his ass and it's interesting too here right because we have two addicts in the same household yeah and you're kind of seeing like the two paths you could go exactly like she's clearly on her way to sober up and like try and get a new start and he's just spiraling the opposite direction yeah and it's like in some way like they could help each other but they're both so into their own addictions that they're not good for each other under the same roof like mm. like even though she's being clean and he's drinking more and you know like she's clearly trying to like help him in a certain way like i i just feel like you need you know she's got that sponsor who is like her fucking guardian angel basically yeah who like takes care of her but while that's also going on we're getting basically whip visiting different people trying to see like what they're going to say in the disposition oh, so and it starts at katarina's funeral Yo, can you just let the people do their job? Like, you literally have lawyers from your union I doing know. all of this, like, protecting you. You don't have to do this extra work. I know. And, that's Wait, the- and it's not even helping you. It's making you look like a bad person. I'm sorry. I know. Because <laughs> the scene at the funeral with Margaret was just a killer, where, like, it starts off so sincere. Yeah. And, like, you know, her son comes up and he's like, you saved my mom's life, you know? Like, 
and then like he just ruins it yeah and then he's just immediately telling like i want you to lie under oath for me like i love when when he's like we had a couple of glasses of wine at dinner she's like i've known you for 10 years you really think you two went out to dinner and had two glasses of wine like i don't think (laughs) what restaurant what restaurant yeah yeah (laughs) she's like i want the receipts literally but you could see like you know he's he's got people in his corner but he's just burning bridges left and right like Mer- Mahershala and his other friend just can't fucking... Mahershala? Mahershala, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Fuck, because we, we compared them before. Don Cheadle. And the guy whose name I can't remember, Bruce Greenwood. They, they're both getting let down by... They remembered perfectly. <laughs> no, his, his character name. Oh, okay. I remembered his actor name. <laughs> they're all getting let down by this dude. And, and then also he visits the co-pilot after he gets out of his coma. <laughs> this scene's wild. I had no idea. Like, yes... It, he does come across as a Christian fellow, but like they're like super Jesus. Yeah, lovers. and I, and you know to hearken on my point earlier, where I say the movie keeps sidestepping like a villain. Mm-hmm. When we first meet this pilot, he seems so by the rules that we're like, uh oh, or the co-pilot, we're like, uh oh, he's gonna be the one to stir up trouble for Denzel. Like yes. he's gonna be the one who they're gonna have to figure out how to silence or convince not to like turn him in. And then we end up finding out that. Yes, he is like all those things, but he's so like deeply religious that he believes like it's part of God's plan or God will punish him. I don't even really know what the hell this guy thinks, but it's just cool that the movie then goes like, not that's not him either. Like, there's not a bad guy, you know? Well, he also realizes that nobody else would have like he wouldn't have been alive if anybody else was the pilot. Exactly. So it's like this weird. I don't know him. I understand. And it was kind of religious like the way his legs were kind of like it kind of reminded me of jesus on a cross yeah i don't know it's kind of weird but his wife was crazy yeah. <laughs> uh, she threw me off she was like a robot praise jesus <laughs> praise jesus <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if the writer has any personal experience with alcoholism or like somebody like is close to oh no he does. In, oh, he does in one interview because he said it, this is the most personal thing he's ever written he said his two biggest fears in life were a plane crash and drinking himself to death. Whoa. And so I, I didn't I didn't really read up on his life. I don't know if he still drinks. I don't know if he stopped drinking. I don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just know he said that. Like, that was a quote of his. Oh, snap. Yeah, because yeah, just the amount of chances to turn your life around I are know. insane in this movie. What did you feel about, you know, when we finally meet his wife and his son? Like, we've only heard them in conversation and... and uh... Yeah, when we see her for the first time... I mean, at this point of the movie, we know that he is damaged, <laughs> you know? Oh, like, yeah, but beyond. So, at this point, I'm on their side. Yeah. I just didn't know how sort of painfully violent... Not really violent, but, like, this scene was actually kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Because it gets to the point where she has to actually go step away from him and call the police because he is drunk. Yeah. And, and it's sc- clearly not the first time he's done this. Right. Like where she's like, I prefer when you call because you've clearly stormed yeah. over here drunk before. And it's so funny, too, because they never really say the age of the son or maybe they said it and I just missed it. Uh-huh. But I thought it was going to be like a young boy. So I thought like the mo- the mom was keeping her- the alcoholic dad away from the kid because... You know, like a 10-year-old kid or whatever. Like, well, this kid's a teenager. Yeah, he is, but I think... They, I mean, because we see, we see the kid in home, home footage in the movie. So, like, we see that, you know, when they were together when he was younger, but they've been... Oh, I thought that was Denzel in the home movie. No, that was... Denzel was the one filming. That was his grandpa and his kid. Oh, whoops. Because he, sa- <laughs> cause he says, he's like, what's your name, Will? He's like, what's your nickname, Knuckles? Because he kept calling him Knuckles. Oh. 
Because they're both named Will, but his nickname is Whip and his son's name is Knuckles. Got it. To me, we've only seen him as kind of a young kid, but they, you know, they talk about, you know, boarding, like, you know, going up, like, I figured they were talking about college and stuff. Uh, I see. Um, but yeah, when we see him at that age, and you could tell that this is one of the first times he's ever, like, stood up to his dad, you know, yeah, like, he tells that's him, that's like, why it was, yeah, he's like, you need to get out of my house, you've upset my mother, you yeah. know, like. And it's weird because, and I think I was scared because I thought Denzel was gonna, like, physically like hurt him but he's just like trying to force on a hug i know but it was still like this like fucked up like i'm still like stronger than you like you know it was like a show of strength like it wasn't a real hug it was like i'm not gonna hit you right now like you know like Mm -hmm. but i still want to show you that like don't fuck with me like you know like i can still yeah i can take you on if i had to you know like oh my god like don't don't think you're bigger than me and shit like that yeah like that was so it was it was hard to watch like you said but the media's out there and then denzel just he just looks terrible constantly (laughs) he's so good he's too good at it i like when he when he's talking to bruce greenwood and then like bruce greenwood's like yelling at him because he fucked up again but he's like you went to your parents you went parents (laughs) jesus he's like you went to your wife's house drunk like what the hell's the matter with you he's like i took care of it in front of the crowd and he's like oh yeah you came off looking real good and he's (laughs) like you know and he's just like Oh, I want to quickly just touch on the like the callousness and the darkness of the meeting when they're talking with like the airline owner at the baseball stadium, oh. and they're talking about like the casualties, and they were like, "Oh, like a hundred, like we had six dead," and he's like, "Actually, four because crew doesn't count," you know, like you know, but he's he's Rude. talking he's talking strictly from insurance purposes, but like he even catches it right. He's like, "That's that's not what I meant." Like I meant in this yeah. case for the statistics, but like it was all just so fucked up, and they were just talking about like nobody cares about Denzel. They basically all decide that they're gonna back him. Because it would just make all of them look bad. Right. And so, like, we're all going to enable his alcoholism because we want all the fault to go to the engineers of the plane. Right. Not the airline, not the pilot's union. This this scene was very, like, succession-ish because, obviously, like, everyone's sucking up to the owner of the airline. Or yeah. <laughs> I just love how everyone was laughing at his joke or whatever. Like, there was just something really funny that happened. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it's just... The way even that they were looking at Whip through the glass doors, I don't know. It just... It was like their, like his like future was like being decided right there, yeah. you know? And they were just talking about it like it was like another ass, like another part of the problem as right. opposed to like a person going through some shit. But it's so crazy because he can so clearly, if he just looks up, see how they're looking at him. Yeah. Like how disgusted they are by him. But he's just... Oh, he's like, no, I got Unaware. this. I'm, I'm the hero. Like, I gotta, I, yeah. I'm gonna, we're gonna get through this. Even like, when it's plain in front of your face, he yeah. can't see how messed up he, Absolutely. he is. Absolutely, yeah. That's crazy. Even though he's like mad dry, I love Don Cheetah's character. Why can't I say his last name? Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle. I keep saying Cheeto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, outside of Denzel fucking up, it seems like he's pretty much gonna be in the clear. With the toxicology report killed... Don Cheeto, like, even has a line where he's like, my clients don't go to jail. Like, he's just yeah. that good where he's like, he's I, awesome. I got this. You know what I mean? He, I want to watch his movie yeah, after this. Exactly. <laughs> like, just watch him, like, going go into different, like, fucked up things and I'm going to solve it. You know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> One final twist that's going to make this a hard hearing is they found the empty liquor bottles that he drank mid-flight in the trash. Mm. And because drink service was suspended, they knew that only the crew could have access to it. Uh, so that was going to be another another thing that they were really going to have to kind of get over. 
And even like, you know, because there's this main lady who's going to, who they say like she's going to be the toughest one who's going to ask you the hard questions. Right. Like even she could have been like the bad guy. But by the time we get to the disposition scene, like she seems pretty rational. She like does. she seems like I'm, I'm not here to like, I don't have a vengeance against anyone. Like I'm just doing my job. She just wants the facts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, again, she could have been like, oh, we got, that's the bitch. Like, you know, we got to make sure she doesn't right. take us down. But she was just totally portrayed as a human yeah. again, too. He's got so many people in this corner. But at this point of the movie, he's pushed everyone away. Oh, even, even uh, Cheeto jumps at him, you know, yeah. and he was like, I didn't realize how big of a piece of shit you were. Yeah. Like. And then by this point, the lady's gone. Allison? Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, she got ran off by his drinking. Yeah. Even his pilot friend who they, you know, they've been friends since the Navy or the military or something. Chris Greenwood, yeah, he's done yeah. with him. Oh, my God. It's just insane how much he's able to push people away. Yeah. But he does give one final plea to Bruce Greenwood mm-hmm. where he just like promises him like, yeah, I will stop drinking. Like, please, I just I have nowhere to go. He yeah. basically lets him stay at his house. You know, until until the hearing, he's like, "I'll do whatever the fuck you say. I won't, I won't blow up. You know, we'll get through this." Yeah. And then we end up. We don't find out immediately, but we flash forward to like nine days later. Mm-hmm. So we see Denzel looking a little bit better. He's holding a like a coke in his hand or like a diet coke. You know, not a, not a drink, basically. Finally, right. and they're going to a hotel. And they're putting him in that room, basically with a guard. You know, just tell him this dude cannot. Like, if you let him out, we're yeah. fucked. You know, and then that's when he drops that he's been, you know, nine days sober. But he's got it, he's got it down to the minute, you yeah. know. And he's like, he's like, oh, nine days, ten hours, and twenty two minutes. What is counting? You know. Right. Yo, give this guy a roommate. Like, put someone in the room. Yeah, exactly. Hire a hooker. I don't care. <laughs> Keep him occupied. Don't leave I'm, somebody alone with their thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Oh god. I mean, but th- to be fair, they did put a guard in front of the door and clear the entire room of all alcohol. So it's that- like. Who, well, I don't know what that security company was, but they clearly did not scan the room. Yeah, for sure. To see that it had access to another room. Yeah, that door wasn't locked. And, uh, and they knew exactly what they were doing with this writing, directing, whatever. Just because you think, like, there's so many moments where you, he's like, oh, you're he's not going to do it. He's yeah. not going to take the alcohol. But not even that. I love the sound design uh, because there's no way, like, they deliberately patterned it to sound like knocking mm. so it's like it's literally like his like it's like his tr- urge yeah like he's trying to leave addiction and it's like knocking on this motherfucker's door like no no open up mm. I'm, I'm here right now and so you know if you find that it's not knocking but like you know the first time i saw it i'm like who's visiting him like is someone <laughs> br- is john goodman about to sneak him booze like what the fuck's going on right and then but it's like it was just it's just a good like film moment you know where they, they use the sound in a clever way oh but yeah he finds and sorry, for someone who travels a lot, I've spent a lot of nights in hotels. There's never been that hooked up of a mini bar in my <laughs> life. There's so much booze in the mini bar when he finds the room next Must door. Must have been a nice hotel. I was just like, yo, that's that's too much. Like, like that, I can't believe. Who's paying for this room? Are they gonna charge him for that? Oh afterwards? hell yeah, hell yeah! Are you kidding me? <laughs> like that's a lot of out. Al- like. You know how ridiculous hotels yeah, charge. Exactly. Like, I remember I stayed in one. I don't travel nearly as much as you do, but like $10 for a bottle of water in one hotel. Oh, yeah. I for in. sure. For a sure. A bottle of water. I know. Jesus Christ. I've seen, audacity, like, like, I've seen like $9 <laughs> for three of those individually wrapped squares of Snickers. You know, you oh, know, my like, God. You know, like smaller than like a fun a snap- size. 
Uh, no, not fun size. Fun size is like a rectangle. I'm talking about the square. You know, the what? little the little square? Yeah. I've seen three of those in a glass jar for $9. And if you opened it up and took one, and I was just like, damn. You what guys gives are... them the right to charge that much? <laughs> Who do... It's not like we're getting a deal in the room and that's also, that it's, good. It's a Snickers. Like, if, like put some gourmet-ass chocolate in there right. that I've never heard of, and I'd be like, oh, man, do I want to indulge? I splurged $9 on some chocolate that's, like, exotic. Yeah. Snickers. Gas station candy. All right, come on, guy. <laughs> Yo, I mean, if they have the balls to do that, might as well put an Arizona iced tea in oh, there. Oh, they <laughs> with should. The, with the $99. Oh, $99 Arizona iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> they just took a marker and turned the cents into like a dollar. They, they made the C into an S yes. and they put two lines. <laughs> Some hotel, step, oh, step do up. It. Just do it. You'll never sell it, but you'll get so many Instagram photos. <laughs> you'll get traction, I'm telling you. So, you know, everything was fucking smooth as candy. He was, the morning was going to be his deposition. Everything was going to be good. They come to find him in the morning. He's not just drunk. He's motherfucker. He's passed out in the bathroom with blood on the toilet seat. Which means he fell face first at some point de- into the toilet. I I was like Don Cheeto where I was like, is he dead? <laughs> Everything's fucked now. Like literally, Everything. I literally the first time I saw it, I was so panicked. I was like, are you kidding me? And then at the same time, I was like, I don't even know if I want him to like I, I if I want this to go good because right. he's just gonna keep acting like this. Yeah. But you know, there's not much movie left. But I think let's just leave how they solve this issue to the spoiler section. <laughs> They're panicking, but Whip can get one word out, and that's Harley, or Harley, I can't remember his name, Harlan? Har- it's either Harley or Harlan, <laughs> and we get Johnny Goodman coming back. God. I just love how this movie is able, like, the whole time, you're sad, you're you're tense, you're like, your heart's broken for this guy, you just you just want help, you, like, it's Despair City, and this moment, like, for me, I was able to get a couple of, like, giggles out of it. Just the way John Goodman plays it, the way Denzel plays it, too. Like, the way he gets, like, reactivated by the cocaine, you know? Uh, this, yeah, Denzel comes in, lays out a, a bunch of coke, and he's just like, this is how we're getting. Mix yeah. him a cocoa puff. I never even heard that before. I love the faces of Don and what's his Bruce name? Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, just watching this. Yeah. Because clearly they, they don't do this. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> but, like, I... I imagine the amazement. Like, I had the same looks on my face last night. But just the way it was so calculated. He's like, all right, we're going to do these little mini lines to get us started. A little primer. Then you're going to have a Cocoa Puff. Then you're going to do a real line. (laughs) Cocoa Puff. (laughs) I love the Cocoa Puff. (laughs) Did you know what a Cocoa Puff was? No, I never heard that. I never Uh, heard that outside of this movie. Uh, And then I just love Denzel's like, he just like, after he's like, takes his last line, he's like, I'm back. <laughs> and he like does that giggle and like and like strolls into the bathroom with yeah, his confidence that strut. Guy's sick. Um, and then the for me might be like the biggest laugh is just you know they need to pay John Goodman five hundred dollars and then Don Cheadle's the only one who has it so he pulls it out but then oh, he gives yeah. it to Bruce Greenwood and he's just like pay him <laughs> and like I love that they don't make a big like a big scene where you'd be like why because I don't want to get caught you know it's just right. like it's like just I I think he can't. Like for his job. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, we just like, but I just love that they don't like call that much attention oh, yeah, to it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, you see, I'm, worried. Like, I'm, I'm not about to buy drugs. Like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so I remember being so conflicted the first time I watched this, where I'm like, this whole movie, we've seen substances destroy his life, and now like substances <laughs> save the day. Them. You know, like it's bananas, but you know, the way it wraps up, I think it's really good. And, 
you know, he's he's in the elevator. He's, he's got the drip, which is, you know, you get, you get a little nasal drip when you do cocaine. Oh, I know about the drip. And how do you know about the drip? The show I'm watching, Industry, oh, on they, HBO. They, do the they got the drip. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, you know, dabbing his drip and he sees that kid kind of staring at him. Mm. And I don't know, nothing is said here, but I think that's the first time where he's just like, I'm a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, look at me. Well, yeah, because I'm sure every other kid before that looked up to him as a pilot. Like, yeah. he's in regular clothes here. You yeah, know, and he's so. just like, I'm just a man high on cocaine because I at nine in the morning because I couldn't fucking yeah. handle my shit. Actually, I kind of wish that there was a uh, scene of a kid looking up to him earlier in the movie. That kind of would have been pretty cool. So that way this would have been more, you know, Yeah, impactful. like he, get, he gives the kid, like, his pilot wings or something, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> Ooh, Masha. Found the back. John Gattins. Ten years on the script. Could he do <laughs> two more movies? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Get it a 12-year script. Oh, I'm right. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we got this de- the deposition scene. And, like, again, this is what I mean where that lady could have been. It was the first time we're really seeing her. And, and she could have been a supervillain here that they had to defeat. But, like, she yeah. was just totally normal. I She was normal. But then, like, when she... I think something happened with the remote that she was using for the yeah. projector. So when she came up close, I was like, oh, now she's going to become yeah, the villain. Yeah, yeah. But no, she's just doing her job. Yeah. I like that that they just gave it like a realistic reason of why she would, why it would be a little bit more theatrical. Because yeah. normally she would just be sitting at her desk, but it's a movie. So like you want her to be given the big speech in the middle of the room. Yeah. But I like that they justified it. And it wasn't just for no reason, you know. Yeah. It, who are all these people? <laughs> does it does a disposition have to be that big? I of assume a... there's like people from the pilots union, people from the the company that makes the plane. Like you know, I think uh, they're just there's like so. representatives and and shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, so I want to take it from your perspective as you know you didn't know how like I obviously knew the movie was gonna end. I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Where would you think? Like would you like when when he sat down? Did you think like he was gonna get away with it? He wasn't. Did you want him to? Like I how, honestly... how did you think it was gonna play out? I I kept flipping back and forth if I'm being honest. I was yeah. like, "Wow, he's going to get away with it. Awesome." Like and then, you know, he asked them to repeat a question. I'm like, "God damn it, just give an answer." Oh. You know, like I just had no idea where it was going to end up. But when it gets to the point where and I didn't even think about this and I don't even know why I didn't, where they essentially like tie the alcohol or the smirnoffs the empty bottles yeah. that they found on the plane to the flight attendant that he was getting drunk with the night before yeah and i i don't know why i didn't see that coming yeah it's tough and like you know the whole movie you know he lies he's he, like he said he's been lying like they try to give him notes going in he's like don't tell me to lie about my drinking i've been lying about my drinking longer than you could ever imagine you know right. so it's like he's always ready to like spin another lie and not really caring about the damage but Again, because we've already established that he's not like at his heart, he's not a shitty person. He right. just is. It's like he didn't want alcohol. Her to... ma- alcohol matters more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So, but like, so, but I assume at some point he did love his wife and kid. Like, I don't think he hates them. I just think he likes alcohol more than he gives a shit about relationships. Right. But or needs alcohol. Yeah, exactly. So with this flight attendant, I feel like you know he actually. I think they actually had like a legit. Maybe not relationship, but like I think they cared about each other. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they were just like let's let's fuck and like ah this is fun, you know. And so I see that like him knowing that she basically died saving that kid. If she didn't save that kid, she would have been in her seat and she would have she would have survived. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. now because he had Don Cheadle kill the toxicology report, he's like tarnishing her life. Yeah. And because she already had a history of drug problems and abuse. 
she already is being looked at a certain way, the same way he's being looked at. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows what it's like to be looked at as, like, a scumbag with a, a substance abuse problem. So he knows, and then she did an act of heroism in her final, like, like what well, he's been cowardly this whole movie, she wasn't. Yeah. She said, fuck myself, I'm going to go save other people. And he's like, he's been lying to save himself this whole movie. So he's just like, to me, it's just like, that was the final straw where he's like, I, I cannot deem her reputation for the rest of her life as being known as the scumbag who was drunk on the plane when she had people's lives in her hand, you know, right. like when it was me. And so I just, I think that was a great, like super believable reason for him to finally give himself in. Yeah, I agree with you that. You know, like it was the one thing he couldn't justify to himself anymore. Like if he if he told that one, it would have killed his soul. Like he just he never would have forgave himself. Yeah, I'm sure Don's character on the sidelines was like my record. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but man, his uh, his acting here too. Like when he's just like his like whole mouth is dry because he's so stressed out. Like. When he tries to say, God help me, and she can't hear him, you know? And mm. Like Denzel, like how yeah. stressed he is when he wants to. Oh, yeah. But when he actually says it and exposes himself for who he is in front of, like, this room of strangers. I know. And he's like, I was drunk then. I was drunk then. I'm drunk right now. Yeah. Like, but, oh. like, I love that the camera, like, stays on his face for a little bit to yeah. be, like, to show that impact yeah, of just so much finally sweat, letting the so, truth yeah, out. Yeah, like. I could just feel like his face burning, like you know, like freaking oh, Denzel, man. I can't, like, ah. Uh, Whip. I loved it, and then fucking all those fucking airline, all those pieces of shit. They all, you know, like he just fucked up all their stuff. Like yeah. he was, they were using him so they don't get in trouble, and like right. I like that it kind of blew up in their well, face. Well, they could probably like still put it. They'll all figure on it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll figure it out. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I love this flash forward where it's Denzel sort of reflecting on in sorry Whip. Yeah, reflecting on you know his whole journey um at the correction facility. You know to his fellow convicts. Yeah. Right. Yep. Fresh haircut. Yep. I like that. Because, like, his hair was crazy. We're not crazy, but, like, you know, clearly he was, like, doing as much as he needed to do. Yes, to, like, exactly. look approachable. Yeah. But I, I like this cut. It's yeah. fresh. It's clean. <laughs> Most important part of the movie, the haircut. Sorry, I feel like you were saying something. Like, you were in the middle of about to say something, and then you sidelined for the haircut. And I feel like you didn't finish your thought. You were saying, I like... Oh, was that it? You... Because you started with that like when we flash forward. Was it just talking about the haircut? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. I thought you were going to say something poignant. Oh, that's Man, a I, was, for sure. I literally was like, that couldn't have been it. I think she lost track of what she was saying. Let me help her out. Like, I was like... What I did like was how they showed us where his life is at now through the pictures in his cell. Yeah. Rather than spelling it out for us, which a lot of people like to do at yeah, the end of movies. Exactly. You know, Nicole's back in his life. He's... Yeah, we just see a picture of her, so like we know that. Like, yeah, yeah he's got he's got pictures of his wife and kids smiling. Yeah. Um, oh, thank God. And I do like he does give a little bit of his like speech there, where he talks about like you know I couldn't tell any more lies. Yeah. I honestly would have hated it if it were anyone else but Denzel giving that speech. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little it was a little on the nose, but. I do kind of like the, his whole sentiment of like, you know, I'm, I've reached out to every single person mm. who's who who's got hurt on this thing, and some have chosen to hear my story, and some haven't, and that's okay. Like you know, like he's like right. he's like he's ready to accept like you know I'm not I'm not always gonna be a hero. Like I know what I did, you know I betrayed the trust and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and then finally, just the one little ray of sunshine like we get is he gets a visitor, and it ends up being his son. Yeah. Knuckles. I, I thought it was gonna be Nicole. Yeah, I, I think I would have been. 
dumber. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. that they did this. <laughs> and oh. then yeah, and then he gives them. You know, he's writing a speech. Oh. Not the speech, the college essay. The title: The Greatest Man I Never Met. The close, the most interesting person oh, I've never right. met. The most interesting <laughs> person I've never met. That I was, my eyes were watering oh. up. That really freaking. You get into any college. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> After what we just watched, yes. Yeah, seriously. Denzel, again, like, the range of emotions. Like, you could be angry. You could be sad. You could be everything. And then, like, he, you see him go through all of those in his face. And then he's like, nice, awesome. Yeah. You know, it's clean slate. I'll just tell my story. Well, cool. So, I think you clearly have some thoughts Masha so why don't we just <laughs> jump right ahead to beyond the credits yeah this is an instance where I actually think that there's an additional story to tell oh interesting because I think us as an audience are actually in the same position as his son Whip's son at the end of this movie yeah even though we've seen this whole experience he's been through, we don't actually know him. Yeah. We get little bits and pieces, but like, why, how did he get to where he's at? Like, why is he an alcoholic? I feel like something has to drive you there or maybe it's just abusing it. But what like got him there? You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I feel like that's an intro to another movie. Oh, very <laughs> cool, very cool. I, I would be down for a prequel, honestly. Oh, snap. Starring John David Washington. Oh! <laughs> you you yeah, closed it. Before yes. the credits, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, Tencel. Tweet him, tweet him. <laughs> He's not on Twitter. Send it to the internet. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I, I think that's really it on my thoughts on Beyond the Credits. Yeah. I would yeah, I mean, I would say I think that would be pretty cool. I think there's enough story to tell there. Maybe even like a like a six episode Netflix or something, you know, like yeah. like maybe not even a movie, just life with wit. Yeah, I would even be down Ca- for you like call it whip it. <laughs> well. I would even be down for a sit down with the writer on this movie, like ten minutes of him talking about how whip got to where he's at yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah like i don't even need a whole production here. yeah yeah in terms of like actually beyond the credits a definitely not sequel movie like i like your idea but like a continuation like i don't need that like i don't know what could happen to this guy but i also don't know that he will continue to remain sober once he leaves yeah yeah that is true it's very very likely he might not but maybe it's just my little hollywood floofy floof but i like to pretend in my my version, he does. Mm. I don't think he ever flies again. I think that's out the fucking window. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think anyone would ever let him fly again. I also think he goes back. I don't think he sells his father's farm. Mm. I think he just kind of, like, lives there. Like, you know, like, I, I yeah. don't even know, like, wh- what he does professionally anymore. But, like, I just think he just rebuilds that relationship. Yeah. And him and Nicole live on that farm and just fucking... Totally. Chill. Whenever I see, like, black people owning land, I'm like, don't sell it! <laughs> we that. own something! <laughs> 40 acres and a mule! <laughs> That's what Spike Lee's uh, production company back in the day was called 40 acres and a mule. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Um, That's cool. So some final thoughts on my end. Stand by everything I said about the plane crash early on. If Even if you're not going to watch this movie, just watch it from the opening until Denzel's in the hospital. You will not regret yeah. it. It's the length of a TV show. You're fine. Just watch it. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. Just, Make sure you're not stressed. Yeah, just prior from a, to from a special effects standpoint. <laughs> but also, um, I just I love a movie with like a flawed protagonist. I like that this movie's not afraid to make everybody 
shitty at times and good at other times. Imperfection. Yeah, it seems like a simple thing to say, but like so many movies are there's good guys, there's bad guys. And it's just like, you know, we like Denzel, someone's trying to stop him. And like, that's not this movie. There are times like you want to fucking, Denzel drives you nuts, but like with Whip's character and the way Denzel portrays him, like I literally feel like you get every emotion from this character. Like there are times where you're charmed by him there are times you're in awe of him where you're like, this, you're the coolest motherfucker. Like, how the fuck do you fly a plane like that? Like, you're, <laughs> no one's cooler than you. Like, you envy him. You're like, whoa, look at this, like, cool stuff. And then other times you're pitying him. Other times you're fucking furious and you want to yell in his face. Like, yeah. there are times where you want him to lose. There are times where you want him to win. Like, it's just fucking layered with this guy. <laughs> and, like, Denzel brings it. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying he's the only actor who could do it, but, like, someone of this caliber brings the ruckus with yeah. this. And it, like, it makes me think, like, I've never saw the Sully movie, but, like, it's got to be boring, right? Like, <laughs> like all of, it's just, like, Tom Hanks saves the day at the end. Like, there's no, like, it's it's also his I life. Mean, so, like, yeah. I don't think, I feel like they added, so, I didn't see that movie, but I remember some so, reading, so I think they added something about, like, he's had some kind of personal drama to make the movie better. Oh, I'm and, sure. And he was, like, pissed. Like, he was like, yo, like, I don't ever yelled at my wife like that guy. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, I don't know what it was, but it was something. Oh, but, that's so funny. <laughs> so I'm just I'm thinking sorry, of, like, Sully. Like, this is a way better Sully movie than that shit, you know? Damn. We uh, love you, Tommy. Oh, yeah, love Tom Hanks. And The Terminal, great movie. <laughs> Stand by it. Love what I love, recommend. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just, it's, like, a really interesting addiction story. I already mentioned how, like, because he's a pilot, not only is everyone around him sort of, like, enabling him, the heroic aspect of being a pilot helps him enable himself mm. where he, he, he's so, he can build himself up to being so cool all the time, like in his own head where he can convince himself like, no, nah, no problem. Look how ladies love me. Kids think I'm cool. Like everyone <laughs> thinks I'm the man. Like, you know, I'm fucking Denzel. So, uh, I just love it. And then, you know, it's, it's him, you know, it's, it's like any true addiction story, no matter how many people want to help you until you want to help yourself. It's not happening. True. It's just not happening the end of the day it's just a very like real look at all of this at plane crashes at the aftermath like i never realized how much aftermath would come from a plane crash you know like all these meetings and and assigning blame and all that like i just never even yeah. thought of that kind of stuff as so, soon as there's a death someone yeah. needs to be hey, so yeah outside of the fantastical stuff it you know in the during the crash that can't really happen in real life i just love like how grounded and real this movie treats everything and like every moment is like, there's not a lot of over the top silliness mm-hmm. in, in it, so uh, I just fucking love it. And then, as far as much making you watch this movie today, Masha, I just figured you needed a little more stress in your life, so <laughs> I figured I would just stress you out for mm. two hours and eighteen minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was fully aware of your thoughts on Denzel and how you don't watch his movies because they're too emotional for you. I knew it was gonna be hard, but at the end of the day, a fantastic performance is a fantastic performance. Like. If he didn't make you feel that way, then it would be a bad movie. So it's like, I know it's your 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 criteria of I don't want to feel my Denzel emotions, but at the end of the day, it's fantastic. <laughs> you gotta you gotta love it. But I want to introduce you to Robert Zemeckis. I thought you would appreciate like the nuances in the story and how all the stuff I just said. You know, it's not not so black and white. It's you know everyone's got a couple of shades of gray. I don't know how anybody could not be in awe of that sequence in the beginning. The fact that you have to close your eyes and not even look at it at certain, certain <laughs> points means it definitely worked. So whether or not you liked being stressed, mission accomplished <laughs> by the filmmakers. And then, you know, this is a great cast, great little story. Um, I know you like, like kind of these like real human movies where, you know, Funny Girl at the end of the day was about being in a relationship with somebody with an addiction problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I just, I was trying to build off that. 
Um, and you know, plenty of black people in it. Thought you enjoyed <laughs> that. <laughs> and that is my case that I'm pleading for flight. So, Masha, do you love what I love? I love it. What stresses you out, Andy? <laughs> so I can pick my next movie <laughs> and make sure it stresses you out as much as I this love movie. it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> if a movie's supposed to be stressful, I'm happy when I'm stressed during yeah, it. I know. I just avoid stressful movies altogether. No but way. Anyway. No way, Jose. <laughs> all right. You bring up some all right points. Oh, <laughs> this is not going to go good for me. <laughs> no. You bring up some all I right points. I know, I'm just points. kidding. I'm glad you introduced I, me. Yikes. Oh, come on. All right. I'm glad you introduced me to a new director. I can't believe you got me to watch a Denzel movie. I knew going in that I was going to feel the feels. <laughs> and man, did I feel the feels. Yeah. Like If you had a graph for like anxiety, it would just be like... Like, it's just up and down throughout the entire movie. I thought the story was very grounded and real. Yeah. I don't have, um, like, a close relationship to anyone that I know of that has an addiction problem. But, like, I can just sympathize with both the addict and, you know, whoever cares for them. Yeah. Because of this movie. Because... The struggle like is so painful to watch and it seems really hard to overcome. So I appreciated how, even though to your point, like the lack of like showing the, you know, withdrawals. the like withdrawals the physical, or anything like the physical that. physical aspect yeah, of being addicted. I did think that they positioned it very well, in my opinion, of like what it, how hard that struggle is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with the layers of, you know, learning about pilots and that whole industry learning about addiction and then just the overall acting and everything. I got to say this film is amazing. It's very great. I just can't say that I love it. You're nuts. You knew, I, You're nuts. I'm t- I just said this movie's great. I just, it's not like if I'm, I'm thinking like movies I love. If I had n- to choose between like, 20 movies or whatever like flight wouldn't be on there you know like i need comfort i just like <laughs> as long as a movie like moves me in any way emotionally it's considered i love I know. it like well, i'm just like all right if it's supposed to be scary and it gets scared great if it's supposed to be funny and i'm laughing yeah. great if if it's about someone losing a child and i'm supposed to be in despair and i'm weeping awesome like it's yeah. it's the goal it's like i think I like think you weren't supposed to have fun watching this like, i know i came at your heart i apologize <laughs> i agree that a movie is successful when it makes you feel something and i think this movie is successful and i think it's awesome i just can't bring myself to love it and i'm not saying that i don't love movies that don't make me feel things like i love coach carter i freaking cry every time i see it it's well, not the only sad movie i watch well, what's the i can't think of anything else but... i can't think of it <laughs> listen right now right now maybe my opinion will change in a little bit but right now like i just think it's a very very amazing movie i just can't say that i love it fair enough i'm not ready you put me through a lot i'm not ready <laughs> This was a lot. Anybody <laughs> watching this movie for the first time, like, will know. Like, I feel like I'm still high. <laughs> and that's because it's a great movie. It's a thriller that thrilled you. I don't know. I don't know what. Denzel, I love you. You're great. And Don, the whole cast is awesome. So you could just never love a horror movie. <laughs> because anyone that's successful will upset you. I love The Good Son. 
Uh-huh. But why? Like I don't I don't understand. <laughs> Other than you saw it when you were little, like what? <laughs> like like why think, is that different? Like I the- think it's because I love movies that I will watch over and over again and I can't see myself watching this movie again oh, intentionally. Oh man, this I is cannot. this is a, this is a every five this year was, for me. And I I told you this off mic. Like <laughs> sometimes I get worried that I'm not gonna remember parts of a movie. Yeah. With this movie, I remember every single thing because it was so like traumatic. Yeah. It's a movie about plane crashes. I don't want to be traumatized when I watch movies. I want to be whatever they want me to be. Okay. Like that's the goal. I might not be in the mood for that type of movie at a moment, and like I might not be like I don't want to watch horror tonight. Yeah. But like. Whatever the genre is, I don't necessarily watch a lot of musicals, but when I watch one, I want to I want to be excited enough to dance along the TV screen. I'm not a da- <laughs> I'm not that kind of like that's not really my All thing, right. but I want to be moved to want to do that. I will never be in the mood for this movie. I All won't right. be like I want to watch Flight right now. Really? You don't want to be like, yeah, I got to No. I got to dive into this one. I will say like if I were to recommend this movie to someone, I'd be like, you should watch it on your own. <laughs> And then we'll talk about it because I, I will still remember every single moment. This is like this is funny because this quote unquote argument is never gonna die between the <laughs> two of us. And really, we're arguing about what like the word love in terms of movies means to you individually. So you're, we're never gonna be right. It's it's just you believe what you believe. It's just how it is. But I, mean, I just there, find it so let's, funny. Let's not close the doors. Oh here. no, like, I'm gonna bring it up again. I, no, I know, but I'm saying like there might be a chance that y- you will convince me or I will convince you. You know, I feel like it might have happened before, but like for this one, it's not happening. To be fair, you know, like when it came to like Legally Blonde, yeah. my goal was to like that movie. I was like, I can't see like a world where I'm gonna like love this movie. Right. It's just the, it's the type of comedy it is. Like it's just not. You know, it's it's just there to make a couple of jokes. It's not the deepest movie of, you know, of all time, you know. Right. So I I kind of understand maybe f- I'm I'm just trying to come at it from that way where I'm looking at something you love where I'm like my goal is to to enjoy it because right. I know I'm never going to cross love. So I know when I show you a horror movie, you're never going to be like, "Oh my god, like hereditary." No. Oh. It's brilliant. I already- <laughs> Not to make a decision before I see the movie. I know. It's brilliant, but it's so brilliant because you want to throw up. Like, not because it's gross, but, like, you're so tense the whole movie. Like, you want to literally, like, die. Yeah. And, like, I love it because of that. Like, I literally, like, my hand was stiff when I was done because I was so clenched. And you're going to hate that. Yep. So there's no way. That movie being good is going to make you hate it. Yep. All right. I think I'm starting to understand. (laughs) I, don't, I think it's weird, but I'm understanding. I think it's just the way, and I don't know if it's like a brain thing too. Like I, I, I have no idea, but yeah. I will just never be in the mood to watch this movie ever. Because I do understand <laughs> when there's like a comedy, like you hate those comedies where everything goes wrong. I meet the parents type, where oh, like yeah. like thing after thing after thing. I understand that, like that's meant to make you laugh, but it stresses you out. Like mm-hmm. that, I fully understand. Like, like that's not you, but like this movie, like flight's supposed to stress you out. And then you don't love it because it stressed you out. So, like, that's where I'm not seeing the connection. Where I'm like, I well, get Meet the Parents stressing you out. You like, know how every year, like, there are those movies where, like, there's, like, an adventure and they go through all of these things. Like, this Tom Hanks one, that News of the World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, I just don't like journey movies where, like, there's clearly going to be a struggle and people are going to die. Yeah, you love Lord of the Rings. 
which is exactly that. Okay, but that's different. A long <laughs> journey where also, a lot of things wait, are going to go wrong. No, listen. Three let, movies worth of things let, are going to go wrong. Look, <laughs> let the record show that I do not watch Lord of the the first one. I don't watch The Fellowship ever. That's my favorite I watched one. it. I watched it once, and that was it. That's my favorite one. I cannot one. handle it at all. I watched three nonstop. 30-minute ending, love it. <laughs> love Return of the King. This is the longest end of an episode we've ever done. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get to the bottom of this at some point. I think we should wrap it up here, but I'm not done. This is going to come up again. I'm not done either. Wait till next fear what I fear. I'm going to be like, you don't love it because what? Uh, it's right. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, if you showed me a musical and I was like, yo, those songs are mad whimsical and I hate whimsy, so fuck this movie. <laughs> like, like, I was so full of whimsy and that made me mad because I don't like whimsy. You know, I mean, like, it's like, that's what I'm like. <laughs> it's like, I guess. All right. I need to nail down what you hate and then get you to watch it. But like what you hate, but what I love. I Because I feel like I haven't nailed that down yet 100%. There's a good version of everything. So, like, I never say, like, like even though, like, I go, like, rom-coms aren't my favorite. I can think of ten that I love. Yeah. Like, like there's a good version of every genre. So, it's, like... <laughs> You're not as irrational as me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, you know, I'm never going to say, like, I don't like blank movies. Like, yeah. like even, like, I'm not that into astronaut, like, space movies. Like, I just, I, I tend to be a little turned off by how, like, slow-moving they are. Yeah. Doesn't mean there's not... 50 great ones like you know what i mean like i'm not gonna not watch them i just like when i see an ad for one i'm like it's not the first thing that i go for but i feel the same way but like you literally <laughs> just said this was like a masterpiece but i don't love it because i was <laughs> I, stressed out yeah it's like <laughs> i don't love citizen kane you never see oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> all right i lied we're not wrapping this up what <laughs> you've never even seen citizen kane. i have seen citizen kane Bullshit. i watched it in college <laughs> Tell me anything about it. Listen, there's a guy named Citizen Kane. First of all, nobody calls him <laughs> Citizen Kane. He has a wife. Nobody rich. calls him Citizen Kane. Oscar Wilde. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, everything was correct except Oscar Wilde. <laughs> so I don't know what there's that means. There's someone named Oscar. <laughs> For the record, folks, she's trying to say Orson Welles. Orson Welles. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. A, a, a oh. famous author. Very famous oh. author. <laughs> like That's Oscar Myers. Wow. All right. So, folks, that is... <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm wrapping this up. Oh. This is... Oh, we got off the rails. <laughs> this is what we took a break for to come back with nonsense? No, I love it. I it's love it. It's all because you traumatized me I last night. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Like, yo, we watched Raising Arizona, a, a comedy I love, and we could barely do an hour and a half because we're like, that was funny. That was funny. We do a drama, and we're just fucking stupid the whole time. That's great. I love it. All right, folks, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Also, if you have the time, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Every bit of feedback helps. I'm Masha. And I'm Andy. And I hope you love what I love.